You should just talk like an old-timey newscaster. Hello. Go get them, boys. The boys are coming back from war. The boys Here are they are. They're hey. back in town. We ready? Yep. Um, yes. Okay. Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight and joining me today are Tiffany and Alex. <laughs> Just My name is Alex, <laughs> the loneliest boy in town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell Alex my therapist you- <laughs> about this. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was, I was watching. Um, this is what Alex talks about. I, I was watching Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. And I don't know what that is. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is fucking terrifying it is what is it, that it's a don't hug me i'm scared is a um youtube series that is commentating on and lampooning um children's television hmm. in the sense that every episode starts off normally with these like three puppet characters that are just talking about average like childhood um stuff like hey let's be creative and let's uh, learn about the internet today mm-hmm. and in one of them they take a a little side break and they're talking about, I forget the name of the character, but they start singing about this little kid who's, this is a story, and I don't think it's Alex, but it's like William or something like that. This is a story of William, the loneliest kid in town. And it's just about this kid who's really lonely and ugly and lives under a bridge and then dies. Oh. So, so you were <laughs> that, singing that about Alex. I that's hope ex- that's how my life is summed up at <laughs> some point. extremely rude. I'm sorry. This is wow. the story of Alex, the loneliest person who was ugly and... I don't, uh, died it, one day. I don't remember the name of the character in it, but it's Alex. It was something. It might have been Alex. Okay. So welcome to no refunds. Um, <laughs> is it okay if I keep that in? <laughs> you can leave in whatever you want. Tiffany, are you okay with that staying in as our introduction and opening to this wonderful and illustrious episode? I don't want it if you're gonna be mean to Alex. Um, Alex, did you feel that I was being mean to you? No. Okay. okay. I feel like I was being mean to me. If I was, I apologize. I Wait, really was wasn't that the intro? Be... Yes, it was. Keep it? Cool, <laughs> I got to do the intro. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, of man. Of you did. That's exciting. Why wouldn't you? I love it. So that means I'm Tiffany. And I'm Alex for this. Oh. So I was talking about myself. Oh, yeah. Oh. Clearly, I'm the loneliest kid in town. I hate you, Alex. Wow. That's Tiffany saying that. That's how you feel? <laughs> yeah. You feel yeah. like I Tiffany? I don't think that's very nice of you to say. Ugh. Dwight would never say that. <laughs> You're wow. terrible, Dwight. We are being wow. we are being rude to each other. We're all cool, I'll, but I'll, rude. I'll cut that. Um, but before we get started, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> um, bef- are you a party dude? Yes. Before we get started, I just want to make a note that um, we do have the air conditioner on right now because we were uh, the last couple of weeks have been like mild and rainy and like kind of lame, and then today it decided to get hot as fucking balls. Oh today yeah, is and summer. super muggy. Yeah, it's it was disgusting. Gross. So we have the air conditioner on. Y'all can deal with it. Um, I I don't think you can super hear it, but if you can, I actually apologize. I'm sorry. I actually um, don't apologize because it's. I'm actually wrapped up in a blanket yeah. right now. She looks cold. It's yeah. Very, Do you want me to turn off the air conditioner? No, it's very comfortable. Um. Yeah. If if you shut off the AC, I'm leaving. Okay. Oh, Tiffany, shut off the AC. <gasps> wow. Wow. Rude. That hurts. That hurts. Wow. I thought we were all friends here. Am I really an asshole? No. I yes. think I am. No. Yeah. In real life, I think I kind of am. 
I guess I'm just like antisocial, and that might come off as as jerky. Yeah, maybe a little standoffish. That's possible. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Are we just gonna do a, like a therapy session? That's here? fine with me. Do you oh want to? Let's talk about our feelings, everybody. Let's talk about okay. our feelings. Um, I feel that the two of you don't appreciate me enough. Wow. Wow. I'm just kidding. I wow. feel that you're very stupid. Wow. Wow. I don't that think you're stupid, Dwight. Thank you, Alex. Um. And uh, I feel like I appreciate you plenty. I think you're a very nice person, and I value your friendship. Oh, okay. So um, it's hot and we're delirious. It is. Long story short, are we? And we just ate dinner. We ate a lot of food. We did. Yeah. Tips and tenders, part two. No. Because oh. we all didn't have tips yeah. and tenders. Yeah, exactly. it was just me. Let's go ahead and um, check in with our movie draft. So as of the last time we we talked about this, um, I didn't have anything on the board yet. Right. Yeah. And I think we've only had two big movies come out since the last time we recorded. Yeah. We had uh, Jurassic World, yep. Fallen Kingdom. Yep. Which and, made me $148 million. And Incredibles 2. Which made Billy $182 million. Ooh. So Billy, I think, is currently in first. Billy or, is currently in first place. Yep. Um, closely followed by Derek. Closely followed by Derek, who has Sicario 2 coming out this week. This weekend. So... Uh, he'll probably pull ahead when that happens. Based on that, yeah. I think uh, Tiffany didn't have um, Ocean's 8 come out yet the last time we had talked. Right. That got in her, I think that got you like 42 or are 40. Are you, are we, can I just pull, I'll just pull it up on my phone. No, we're yeah. just winging this. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I, think, I think that's true though. I think the last time we recorded, it was like right. It was the weekend. After, it was the weekend it came out, it was, but it, it was wasn't yet. Out. Yeah. So Ocean's 8, since the last time we talked, Ocean's 8 came out, Tag came out, and Incredibles so Mr. 2. Oh, won't you be my neighbor? Very yeah. uh, we can talk about all these movies because I've seen them all. Oh, <laughs> Hereditary also came out, which Dwight and I saw. Yes, we did. So see. yeah, Hereditary came out. Yeah. Um, which was your alternate pick? That was my alt pick. Yep. Yep. Um, it was so, a good alternate pick. So did Action Point, but I don't care about that because that was my alternate pick. Yeah. Which was a bad alternate pick. Yeah, it was only two million. Yours, Hereditary 13. made thirteen point yeah. five. Um. Yeah, Ocean's Eight came out, which made forty one sixty uh forty one six hundred. So that's a really good good pick, solid yeah. pick, yeah. nicely done. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um juxtaposed against Won't You Be My Neighbor, which made forty four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. I told you guys um, I picked with my heart. I know, which is great. I, I contest that that shouldn't be the real number. Should it be higher or lower? I should be uh, it should be we should be using wide openings. Okay, that's something we we should talk about, but so, that's a f- fair that's a fair argument yeah if it never opens wide then we should use the opening weekend that it opened in the most theaters okay that sounds interesting Uh, we can talk about it we can talk about it off podcast because i remember last year we did that for i'm not going to be able to remember the movie Mm it oh i detroit detroit opened in like five theaters the first weekend and then we gave it the second and then we gave it its oh it's wide opening okay um, which is interesting because i know that there have been other times that like we've allowed burns like that to mm-hmm. go through like there was this was years ago before we were doing it on this podcast but mm-hmm. i picked amazing spider-man 2 and that opened it's gonna open like um purge four is for mm-hmm. you this year it opened um july 4th week on like a tuesday oh, that's right. and the, the opening weekend didn't tech i guess that was also technically the opening weekend right. though because the opening weekend didn't come until four days yeah. later yeah. so it missed that big like 80 million bump that it got yeah. from yeah. the first couple so that's actually an interesting thought because that's totally two different lanes right. of, of thought because like logic. 
like the first weekend it, it opened, it did what four hundred thousand? Yeah, four seventy five. Uh, four seventy five. The next weekend, it went from twenty nine theaters to like three hundred theaters, and it did one point seven million. Okay. But a wide opening is anything more than six hundred theaters. So I think if if they are scaling it up and mm-hmm. they eventually get to a wide opening, I think we should just use it. If it it's it, op- opening wide, I think that sounds very fair. I'm for that, provided it opens wide before the end of the summer. I agree. True. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Normally, normally they scale them up like if they. You normally they scale movies up like that because they're getting traction yep. yeah so mm-hmm. the fact that they bumped it up to 300 theaters and it like saw that big jump i would be surprised if they don't eventually end up wide mm-hmm. uh soon that'd be cool so, all right we'll keep an eye on that and we'll keep you cool. all updated on it yeah so that's i still haven't seen it yet so i need to go that's because it hasn't opened wide yet uh it's well, actually and... showing in Methuen. oh ah. we'll have to go i saw it did you cry alex will talk about it almost <laughs> okay because that's kind of i've heard people have cried from like Frame one the, the in that tra- movie. The trailer, oh, the trailer. The trailer got me real bad. We've the, talked about this, but, but yeah, the trailer yeah. made me very weepy. Yeah. And we've also had Tag come out, which got yeah. Alex around 15 million. Yep. So good bad. job, Alex. That, that was a pretty that, solid like late pick. That was, I think, your fifth pick. I think it was my last pick. Yeah. yeah. So that's a very, yeah. very good pick for it's last a good pick. late pick. Cool. Yeah. And then, like I said, Incredibles 2 came out, which was 182 mm-hmm. million, which was, I think that was like the third or fourth pick yeah so billy did really well with that because that's been our best straight opening yeah. for a, a mm-hmm. movie like in theory that should have been pick number yeah. one if you're going by like optimizing that, yeah. that was like stupidly good yeah um yeah he did he did excellent with that mm-hmm. and then jurassic the world ground. which was mine did 148 million um which is i think underperforming from what the last definitely from what the last one yep. did probably on par with what yeah i was expecting i mean for a first pick i'm still very happy with yeah. those numbers so i i can't complain yeah Better than Solo. Yes. I was going to say that. It's true. <laughs> um, what I think is interesting is looking at the way the numbers are shaking out now and just based on like what else is coming out, specifically with like what we have for bomb picks coming up, because mm-hmm. I think that's where the most amount of money has the chance to be made for the remainder of the summer. Yep. Save, I think, Ant-Man and Wasp. I think that's going to do fine. But um, I, I'm looking at it, and I think this is going to be a, a race between Derek and Billy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really think that they're going to be the ones who are fi- vying for first because Billy still has the Meg, which is currently estimated no, at... No, hun- Derek has B- it. No, Billy it's has Billy's the Meg as, as a bomb, bomb pick. Bomb. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Derek has the Meg but, uh, as his regular pick, but Billy has it as a bomb pick, and it's currently estimated at $150 million. I can't see that movie doing more than... 50 to 55 yeah. million yeah. opening weekend. So the Billy's so going to get fun, at least though. 100 million out that'll, of that. That'll be a great bomb pick. Yeah. Ugh, Whereas so fun. I'm looking at um, Hotel Transylvania's estimated budget is 65 million. Mm-hmm. And the last one opened up to 48 million. Yeah. I'm going to be lucky if I get over 20 million from my bomb. Yeah, so I think that officially removes me from hey, the running. Getting positive numbers for your <laughs> bomb pick must be a really good feeling. True. True. It will feel good. I mean, I picked all really and we've talked about this at at nauseum but i mean i've picked movies that are like basically all limited small releases anyway yeah and i don't care you still have mama mia and eighth grade which officially has yeah but that's gonna get like nothing i know but we might have to with eighth grade we might have to do the um the wide release Mm -hmm. um i forgot i have mama mia that might that might do all, all all right i think it will I think it we're will. kind of like it's. It feels weird to be entering. And you still have your bomb pick. It's the spy who dumped spy, me. Yeah, it feels weird going into July 
and feeling like all the good movies have already come out. Like, it feels like we're already in, like, the dregs of summer. Well, we had talked about that during the actual draft, that this summer sucks. Sucks. There's, like, nothing good that's coming out. I mean, And everything good already came out. And then, like, Infinity Infinity War came out before... Before the movie season. And that was, like, the big summer movie. Thank God it came out before, because that would have... It wouldn't have been fun. No. I'm very happy it came out early. I wouldn't have been fun if it came out in the summer. It would have been too much of a discrepancy between first and second, like... In terms of dollar amount, so whoever oh, got I see what you're Avengers yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity War yeah. would have just crushed yeah. it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it would have been you because yes. you had the number one. So pick. like odds are it would have yeah. like the rest of the picking in theory would have gone the same way, and right. so got it just it. would have been gross. And then that that movie also not that anyone would have picked it for a bomb, but it would have been in contention for bomb yeah. and eh, maybe maybe. Why would oh yeah no, no. yeah but. Th- finding out the budget for that movie is going to be incredibly difficult because they filmed both of the movies at Back the same to, time. That's a really good point. So actually. I don't, they still haven't released a budget for that movie. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of speculation, but they still haven't released an official budget yep. because they're getting away with it because they filmed two movies at once. And the so, second movie's not out yet. Yeah. Blah, blah. So there are a lot of movies that they haven't released released official budgets for. Yeah, Solo still doesn't Solo have, still doesn't have one. <laughs> Overboard still doesn't have one. <laughs> so it's weird. So like right now, all these numbers are just kind of guesstimates. Yeah, but we'll see. Cool. But, but speaking of movies, Alex, you've seen a butt ton. So is there anything that you specifically would like to talk about? Um, I'll talk about the one that I most want to talk about. Ooh. Because it's, it's the best one that I saw. Ooh. Um. Dwight and I went on a little mandate. Uh, where was I? Where were you? What did I do? You, that you were with your father. You yeah, went you, to you, have you lunch were at the with yard your Oh, that was pre-Father's Day. Or, yeah. So Dwight and I, uh, as most people that listen to the podcast will know, uh, are huge fans of the horror genre. We've only talked about it like a billion times. Like only a billion times. We only did an entire episode about horror movies. We're totally doing another one um, this year. We're totally I'm doing another one this year. I'm going to participate in that yeah. one too. Um, we didn't like an episode that was mostly about the the Vavitch. That was our very that was episode that was zero. Episode. We haven't done an episode because it was negative numbers. Yeah. Or zero. Ooh, solid. Doesn't exist. Um, so Like a witch. We heard a lot of buzz about this movie Hereditary. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go to theaters to see it together. Um, and it was friggin' awesome. It was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, one of my favorite things about movies in general, like some of my favorite movies that I've seen in the last few years have been the movies that I've thought about like a lot after leaving the theater. Mm -hmm. So like the witch was one of them. It comes at night last year was one of them. Like these movies that, even after you've walked away from it, you're still thinking about plot points or mm-hmm. shots from the movie or just like performances, things that stick with you. Yep. And this was one of those movies that like just like driving home and while I'm just sitting on the couch, I'm thinking about how everything interconnected and, and all these plot beats. It was really well foreshadowed in general. Mm-hmm. Like every shot had a point to it. Every everything was so meticulous and had meaning and it was just so well put together. Yep. It's really, it's a phenomenal movie. It I, was. I cannot speak highly enough about it. 
this movie, what I loved about it was it wasn't cheap. Yeah. And by cheap, I mean it did not do jump scares. Everything in it that was creepy or unsettling or legitimately scary was earned. Yep. It was earned through camera placement. It was earned through the characters who you've grown to know. It was grown, earned through the characters who are just a little bit off-putting and yep. you don't know what's going on with them. And everything like from that standpoint was a very success, like super successful in terms of like the horror of it. And what you said about this movie sticking with you, I was digesting this movie for 48, 72 hours after the fact. And I was just like piecing it together and like a different detail would pop into my mind or a different just scene would pop in my mind. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. That like, you know, just sit there and like just replay it in my head over and over again. Uh, like the the acting was phenomenal. Tony Collette. Oh yeah. If she doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, I know like typically like um, horror, horror movies, movies tend to get yeah. snubbed and stuff like that. Yeah. But with the current way that things have been swinging, yeah. this one might get a chance. Yeah. Um, like Get Out got nominated for a bunch of stuff yeah. last year, uh, and Shape of Water won. Um, not that that's horror, yeah, but that's not genre. Horror. But um, Tony Collette turned in a powerhouse performance oh, yeah. of like a grieving uh, daughter and mother. Like it was, she was amazing. Every performance in this movie was spot on. Mm-hmm. I thought Tony Collette was phenomenal. Yep. Gabriel Byrne as her husband yep. was great. Uh, Anne Dowd as the the grieving friend. Yep. Um, she was really good. I don't remember the the son and the daughter were both new. No, the son actually wasn't new. He was. Oh. Do you remember the old TV show, The Naked Brothers Band? No. He was. Oh my god. I think his name is like Nat Cole or something. No, he's Nat. I have the. I actually Nat, have. I'm reading the. I think Wikipedia. his name is Alex Wolf. Maybe. Oh uh, yeah, Nat it's Wolf, something Alex Wolf. Wolf. Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf. His his younger younger or older brother Nat Wolf was in the. Um, death note movie okay. that recently came out on netflix he, that was terrible he was but he was great phenomenal yep. um everyone's talking about tony Collette's performance i think alex wolf was mm-hmm. the one that really stuck with me i mean of course they were both great yep. i think every performance in this movie was great i agree but to me alex wolf was what really made me mm-hmm. it was the most unsettling of the performances he had a lot to do Subtly. and a lot of nuance to it yep that really were like hit home for me. Tony Collette's was a little bit like, um, I thought she did really well as I've already said. Um, but I, I, a lot of her performance reminded me of almost like Winona Ryder in, um, stranger things. And a lot of people like have praised her performance rightly. So, but I've seen some criticisms of Winona Ryder's performance. that are just like, well, she just goes to an 11 and stays there. And that might not be a dynamic or interesting thing. I disagree. I love her performance. I could see that criticism being levied at Tony Collette in this movie because, she does kind of stay at that heightened emotional state for a lot of it. But she has some like that sequence where she's at the meeting and like the camera just pushes in on her and then pulls out while she's telling this like harrowing story is so good. And it's just, you you get so enraptured. This movie was two hours long and it did not feel like it. It flew by. And that's, just also like amazing praise that you can heap yeah. on it. It was so it's, good. It's a it's, really well paced horror movie. Wikipedia entry is blowing my damn mind. Are you oh reading, yeah, reading the synopsis. Yeah, yeah. this is messed for, up. For people yeah. that want a brief synopsis that don't know about the movie, mm-hmm. um, the uh, well, not it, to spoil anything. Yes, yeah, I the, agree. We'd the not plot of the movie is about a family dealing with the death of the grandmother, yeah. the, matriarch the matriarch of the, of the, the family. Um, who was so a little overbearing and so, yeah, she, very controlling. She was a very controlling and, you know, not the best woman. No. 
Um, and that's Tony Collette's mother, which is so. also like a fascinating like look into just like interfamily relationships mm-hmm. and like how do you deal with somebody who you loved them, but at the same time you didn't necessarily like them yep. because of the way they were, and just the way that they dealt with that subject was fascinating. Yeah, it was a really really great movie. Mm-hmm. I, I highly and, suggest it to anybody. So yeah, the grandmother um, dies and they deal with the fallout. Yeah, that's that's basic. That's the basic plot. Yeah, it's. What are, you, what are you reading? Such an excellent horror movie. Yeah. I want to read something, and I know both of you will, will find this probably comical and laughable. Okay. So this is Wikipedia. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of a D plus yeah. on a scale of an A to A plus to F scale. Um, some publications noted noted the critic to audience discrepancy comp- uh, comparing it to Drive, The Witch, It Comes at Night, all of which were critically acclaimed but deemed too slow and art house for mainstream moviegoers. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think about that? Um, I think that I know you guys really like these type of horror movies, and I tend to think these are more creative and interesting. Yep. But what do you think of that like average moviegoer I, looking for something that's horror slasher? I think the best example of this is when I saw The Witch. Yep. Yeah. I think I talked yeah. about it when I was here. Is because The Witch we've talked about. It's a very slow, very atmospheric. It's all about just like a, a, the build up to that last like 15, 20 minutes, 10 mm-hmm. minutes of just when shit hits the fan. Yep. And I watched the movie and I was just enraptured by it from frame one. And at the end of the movie, lights come up and this couple in front of me, the woman throws her hands up and goes, that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. And the, the guy she was with turns to her comforter and goes, come on, we'll go home and watch Freddy cut people up. It was, or like something like that. Yep. He said, we'll go watch Freddy Krueger. And it's like people who are though people with that type of mentality who are mm-hmm. going to a horror movie to see like a slasher person. Yeah. That's not what modern horror is anymore. It's gotten away well, mostly from like the torture porn. Well, this stuff. is what I was going to say. Like, okay. The average moviegoer, you know, it's too slow and art house quote unquote for the average moviegoer, but these movies keep coming out yep. and these movies keep doing well. Because they're awesome. So, so is that average moviegoer, quote unquote, is that just becoming a smaller population, or what? What is question. that? It's like a weird. It's a weird thing because when, like, I think of average moviegoer, I think of those people at the end of the witch. Hey, what the hell is this? But these movies are doing well, and they keep coming out. I think the problem is um, expectation. Mm-hmm. Like people don't necessarily do their due diligence yeah. when they go to see a movie. Not mm-hmm. everyone's seen the trailer or knows like any general plot point. Yep. General so plot point? they hear like, Oh, Hey, this is a great horror movie. And yeah. whatever their perception of what a quote unquote horror movie is, yeah. that's what they expect. It's kind of like, Oh, Deadpool's a great superhero movie. And then people started bringing their kids because yeah. they're like, Oh, I know what a superhero movie is, mm-hmm. but it, but it, kind of was yeah. not, uh, not the norm. So that makes sense. Yes, the norm is kind of changing because we've had the witch it comes at night mm-hmm. um and this this uh, hereditary even, um, what was a uh, shut up movie? What was um, it? Um shut up? The one where you, they can't talk. Oh, a quiet place. place. A quiet place or get out it, as well. A quiet I, place, get out and even um like kill list which I I was going to even say even about. something like it follows yeah. which is a very yeah. slow drawn out yeah. Like Situ- situationally tense movie. Horror is interesting because it's yeah. one of the most diverse genres. Yeah. Like within horror, you have so many different yeah. subgenres. Yeah. You have horror comedy, you have horror, just like uh, body horror. You've got like um, psychological horror. You've mm-hmm. got sci-fi horror. There's mm-hmm. so many different types. Like yep. you could argue that um, Alien Covenant that came out last year was also a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, well, so, so many different genres. So it's hard to peg. Exactly. So you like go see hard, a horror movie. And also, yeah. also with that, everybody is scared of different things. My idea. Oh. Of, of horror 
is anything that's based on reality. Yep, same. Anything mm-hmm. that's based on like rape, murder, torture, like things like that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. That to me is horror or things that you can't control, like some paranormal stuff, like things that are, you know, steeped in urban legends, but like things like Freddy or Jason or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like hostile and I think that's kind of bordering or saw those are kind of border, but even those are so kind of out there that they're, they scare me less, but everybody's threshold is a little bit different. Yeah. Those movies are less scary and more unsettling, but the, the, yeah, the point, yeah. one of the points that I kind of wanted to make was you still do have your kind of mainstream schlocky horrors. Like mm-hmm. look at it that came out last year. It was a very yeah. good movie, but that was a much more yeah. mainstream traditional. Yeah. You've got a scary monster attacking these, these kids. Mm-hmm. And that, that was like your more mainstream horror. So you have, multiple different types for multiple people as opposed to you go see a superhero movie yep. most superhero movies are identical yeah. which is why Deadpool stands out yep. yeah. I don't know but I like, lo- this movie was great though. You, you still have I feel like because it's so easy to make a horror movie because all mm-hmm. horror movies have like $20 budgets <laughs> yep. they, they, they get made for on shoestring budgets and so they turn them out and they so, a profit so easily. So like you still have those schlocky, bad, I'm going to put quote unquote bad yep. horror movies mm-hmm. that come out, which is what people's expectation of horror feels like. Mm-hmm. Like truth or Do- truth or dare came out like a month or two ago. Question mark. Oh, that one. Um, okay. And like- it, it was the one that's about people having to play truth or dare. They have to, or they'll die. Yep. And there's the weird smiling face, which like was a demon the, or and, something like and that. like you had like happy death day, which came out. That was supposed to be was, really good. I actually liked that's it. That's so I've funny. Heard really that's good the one that death. just popped it into my like, head too. It looked like such a stupid yeah. movie. And, um, our options to, we were going to the movies. Our options were happy death day or the foreigner. And Jen wanted to see The Foreigner, which was the um, Jackie Chan Taken movie, basically. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to see that. That <laughs> looks bad. So I convinced her to go see Happy Death Day, and we both loved it. Nice. But it, that looked like a terrible, like, your generic horror yep. movie. And it was definitely closer to a generic horror movie than, like, what we're talking about with it, Hereditary and yep. stuff. But um, it looked more like it had like that feel of like not cheap, but almost like early two thousand, yep. like, yep. like post scream, like teen horror. Yeah. Movie. I know what you did yeah. last summer. We're talking yeah. about like, like uh, Cry Wolf and Urban yep. Legend yes. yep. and all all those like I know what you did last summer. Yes. All those like late nineties, early two thousands movies. H two O. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Uh, Bride of Chucky. Like mm-hmm. the, it had like this weird aesthetic and this weird like just like fake Hollywood feel. Like every girl had like giant plastic boobs. Yep. And like they all looked and sounded the same and it just felt like gross yeah. and like not, it just felt over polished for a horror movie as opposed to these modern things, which feel real and they feel just like slower and less over the top bombastic yeah. and in your face about we it. We were just watching the trailer today at work. Cause we were talking about shooting movies on iPhones and that, um, the oh, one with um, oh, Claire Foy. Yeah, yeah. On uh, I forget what it's called. The it's about her like getting locked in an asylum to like get get away from. Oh, I have no idea. (sighs) It was shot on iPhone. Yeah, it was shot on iPhones. We were talking about that, but that's something else too. It's like it's super gritty looking because it's all done on. Tangerine was shot on an iPhone. Oh, cool. That's not a horror movie, but that was like the big movie that was shot on an iPhone that everyone was like, "Oh my god, that was shot on an iPhone." That was one with like an actress who wasn't an actress. Yeah. Unsane was the yeah. movie. Unsane. Unsane. Oh, that's Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
um i feel like there is a is a place for all these like the quote-unquote lesser more schlocky horror movies and those tend to be the more like if you go on amazon not amazon netflix and just search Mm -hmm. horror there are so many just like weird horror movies you've never heard of that look exactly like these like low budget weird (laughs) movies that we're talking about what's the one that keeps coming up on hulu Kill faster, pussycat. Or, kill uh, no, yeah. pussycat. Die, pu- die, death die, trap. Leader, pussy die, or something like that. Um, <laughs> something yeah. weird. Die, uh, kill, die, kill. Um, pussycat, it, kill, it's from kill. the seventies. Yeah, it just sounds no, it? no, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's a, a modern one. There's a modern, there's a modern yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with that, with a weird, stupid name, like it a weird exploitative it's faster, name. Faster, pussycat, kill, kill. Um, no, it's. It, I think it's a play on that, but it's. It keeps mm-hmm. coming up on Hulu, and Dwight keeps asking me to watch it, and I'm like, yeah. no. Okay, the movie I'm thinking of is 1965, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. That's definitely not what we're talking <laughs> I about. I think it was might have been referencing it. No, because yeah. it's not black and white. Is that black and white? Um, no. Oh, whatever. I don't think it is. But there's other, like, there, but there still is good movies coming out on Netflix like that. Like, weird segue here, but I've been, I recently watched The Ritual. I also watched it. Did you watch it? I wanted it? to talk oh, okay, about that, okay. too. We can talk about that after. Or do well, we, we can talk about okay. it now, since it's also horror. Yeah, so okay. The Ritual um, is a movie that's on Netflix, and it was a Netflix exclusive based on a book of the same name, I think, from 2011. Um, and it's another one of these, like, modern horror movies that's really slow. It's really character-driven. And it's just, like, a group of guys in the woods. And then weird things start happening to them. Um, but it's it's more, like, it has, like, a, some surreal elements to it. And some um, just really interesting use of, like, flashback and characters development. So I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, what did you think about it, Alex? Um, I thought it could have been 15 to 20 minutes shorter. I agree. And in the middle. it would have been pretty phenomenal. Like, I really liked... Like the ending? I li- I loved the ending. I really liked the uh, monster design. Yeah, that I was well, so shocked when, like, the uh, like yeah. an, a monster actually shows up. But, which, this is talking about, like, oh, why yeah. isn't there a monster? The monster actually came, and it looked amazing. Yeah. When they finally show the monster, and they tease it so many times throughout the movie. Pretty effectively. Pretty effectively. Um they tease it so many times and once you see it, it's so worth it. Yeah. The mo- the the reveal's great, the design is great. Um I love Rafe Spall. I think he's such a great actor. He was the main character in the oh, movie. Okay. Uh, I love Rafe Spall. I've seen him in so many things as su- like a minor character. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of on the side. He's kind of a main character in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Never seen it. Which just came out. And Still never seen I- it. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, but he really got to showcase like he's Timothy Spall's son. I don't know if you know no. that. He plays Peter Pettigrew. Oh, um, okay. So he's that's his son. I see it now. Yeah. So Rafe Spall, um, great actor. Really loved seeing him get to showcase his abilities in this movie as a friend who's trying to deal with uh, like uh, guilt, guilt, it's the, the guilt, guilt and remorse behind his friend's death. Yep. Um, the friendship dynamic is really what made the movie for me. Yep. Um, so plot of the movie we should, we need to get better at this I, I explain the plot beforehand so the plot of this movie is about four friends who go um on a hike through the swedish not forest it's like the but swedish like appalachian trail swedish is how they App- describe yeah. it like the swedish App- appalachian trail because their friend was murdered in a convenience in a store, convenience a, year store a year earlier and they are going to remember him and, be- well because he had wanted to go yes, on this trip because that's what he wanted to do and it's um, they go out and, you know, stuff happens because it's a horror movie. But they take a shortcut through the woods. Yes. Never a good it's, idea. It's really 
to me, the entire time I was watching it, it made me feel like it was it was like Blair Witch Project if it had actually been filmed well. Okay. Because um, I hate Blair Witch Project. I yes. think it's such a great concept, but I hate the found footage genre in general. Yep. And it, I think that movie is unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like this is of su- such a very similar feel and ambiance, but it's beautiful in terms of cinematography. I feel like it gets a little redundant at times yeah. because it's all in woods and it's all very similar woods. But once they, they leave the shack yeah. in the middle of the in the middle of the movie, I was like, oh come on. They do have two very distinct kinds of um, wooded areas that they have they, because um, eventually at one point Rafe Spall goes like to look uh, past an outcrop and he gets to an area of the woods that looks different. That was different, really cool. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, so yeah, at times the cinematography gets a little um, redundant is going to be the word I'm, I'll use, but yeah. I feel like that could be fixed by editing out 15 to 20 minutes of this movie I agree which is you. to say that's a lot of the movie because it's only like 80 something no it minutes. was two hours it was two hours it was closer oh, to two it hours. didn't I, feel I, that I long was... i thought it was only like 80 or 90 minutes but no, maybe you're right no no, no, no. it oh. was it was definitely longer than that um, maybe it was like an hour and 45 well i i could deal with like 15 to 20 minutes being cut it should be 80 minutes yeah it would have been a lot tighter yeah. and um not more effective, but like you're right, that lull in the middle there yeah. is a little bit. Eh, yeah, not... there's a lull in the middle where they're like, for a solid 20 to 25 minutes, they're just like, we're lost. And then the next scene, they're like, we're still lost. And I'm like, yes, I understand that you're lost. You told me that in the last scene. We're lost and we're getting more grumpy at uh, each other. No, you're right. It's 94 minutes. Yeah. Okay. I, w- so I guess that's I was way off. An hour and 34 minutes. Yeah. It could have, if it was 15 to 20 minutes shorter, I, agree I with like. You. I think it was a really tight movie. I yep. I really enjoyed it. I, I agree. I was really pleasantly surprised. I liked it. the 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 portions we're talking about here in the middle was really the only big issues. Um, there was some like not surreal imagery, but there was some really good cinematography tricks yep. that was done. Um, some some good unique uses of like scares in ways that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Yep. There's some not necessarily body horror, but there's some really cool like good effects in that like some good gore effects in that situation and um there was only a couple of jump scares uh they weren't too over the top like there's like a point where something moves in the woods that you see and they like they give it a sting yep things like that tend to make me roll my eyes but it was still relatively effective i mean a sting it it happens from time to time like i don't necessarily think it detracts from a movie when they they do jump scares I think some of my favorite horror movies do it, no, but right. those moments, I'm just like, okay, was that necessary? Nah. Well, the, the one of the, like the horror theories, and I, I agree with this one, is if you have a jump scare that's a false scare, then that lessens the threat of some sort of whatever is your malevolent force yep. in the movie. None of these jump scares were. Um, false so like the thing i'm talking about where they see something moving in the woods it's actually the creature yep so the sting is indicating the horror it's like in jaws um the shark never shows up without the music right um so it's something like that whereas when there's that jump scare it is a legitimate threat um because there are times where like a friend will come up behind someone and like grab them or or, like move them but there's no like sting or scare for that but it's still even when that like because when a big uh, Mm -hmm. happens you're not reacting to something scary you're reacting to being startled by a loud noise yep. which is cheap in general yep. but they used them 
correctly, yeah. but I'm still not that big a fan. Overall, it was a pretty good movie. Yes. I would say. Um, before we shift, I've been meaning to t- say, I thought about The Babadook is also a great movie. for that's Oh, yeah. I forgot about The Babadook. Oh, my God, that oh I also wanted to mention Don't Breathe. That was another one that oh, I really yep. liked. I haven't seen it. Um, so, so, Tiffany. Since we've talked so yeah. much, Tiffany, let's hear from... Is there anything you would like to talk about? Um, so, this is going to be really super lame. If it's or maybe what not, because I know other... Huh? If it's what I think Because I know other about. people are watching this. So, Dwight and I are watching uh, this reality show on the History Channel called forged in fire what is that show uh so forged in fire is a a uh competition show uh featuring blade smiths and blacksmiths and farriers and all types of people who make weapons and knives yep so so the it's really awesome it's, it's, really it's cool. a lot of fun so so the the show is structured in three rounds and so it starts off with four people and are you taking over my did you just are you mansplaining did, did i'm you... not you hate explaining things do you want to wow. go no no no, no, <laughs> no you can go no, no 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 i like paused and then you just took over it's, keep keep talking tiffany no it's fine we won't let Dwight mansplain you out of wow. this show. I like the show. I, really I know. Like show. Well, Dwight's the one that started watching it, or like we saw commercials. I, I had for caught it. a couple episodes of yeah. it on, like you know, while flipping through like the channels and being yep. like, "Oh, what's this? Oh, it's about bladesmithing." I love edged weapons. I love fantasy movies. I love that type of stuff. So like anything with like a knife or a sword, I'm I'm a giant. <laughs> 30 year old white nerd who's like i love this so <laughs> so tiffany so how, anyways, does, how does the show how is so the show structured there are four competitors Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> there are four competitors we've had a couple females which has been cool but they're all varying in ages in skill and um experience mm-hmm. and they compete in a uh three rounds the first round is they have to either make a blade out of steel in their signature style. Or sometimes they throw challenges in. They're like, take steel from this car and make a blade out of Ooh. it. And there's all kinds of weird parameters and things. And um, they have like a three hour, t- three to four hour time limit, depending on what it is. Um, and then they're judged. They're basically judged in the first round. Like, do you have a weapon that is of uh, not fully functioning? What, what do they call it at the end of the first round? Uh, do you have a blade? A blade, so yeah. Something, something, something that's, that's been, been hardened. Heat treated and, yep. and, and all of that stuff. Because mm. there's a whole process that we've learned about. It's crazy. Very interesting. So, then the, so they eliminate one person. And then in the second round, they have to put handles on their blades. Ooh. Which is crazy. And, and then they test them. And that's the best freaking part. Because they like have like ballistics dummies. And they like stab them. And like, uh, what else? They've done like pig, a, pig slices. A lot of time and they do rope. pig carcasses. Which no. still have like oh the bones God. and stuff in it. And they cut through them. It's awesome. insane. They like cut sandbags and shit and and then they, they do like rope slices they've yeah. done some like really like to like test the the strength of like a tip they'll take the blade put it in like a vice and then they'll hammer it into a sheet of um steel and it's just nuts like the things that they do to these things that these things that people that have created in six hours yeah, yeah. so then they take that so then so then they eliminate a person based on the performance of the blade and then the final two people they have to recreate a weapon from history so we've seen all kinds of crazy shit from like african weapons to viking swords to battle like, axes yeah, cookeries, spears, and cookeries weird. Um, they, they made a, a chakram in one of them that which is a uh, xena's weapon the, oh okay thing that she throws yep, that was yep. really cool it's crazy and like it's so 
it's very strange because it's like I feel you feel like you're learning a lot of stuff. There's a lot of like bubbles that come up on the sc- or graphics yeah, that yeah. come up on the screen. Like, oh, they're really talking about certain things. They're like, oh, this is what delamination means, and this is what a uh, differential heat treat is, mm. and all. And it's like a forge weld, a Damascus blade is this. I mean, so it's, it's the History Channel. Yeah, you got you so got to learn. So it's kind of a cool way to I think present something that's kind of a, a very traditional historical, not I wouldn't say dying art, but it's something it's bringing it back into the mainstream. Yeah. Super niche and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it, it br- makes it accessible. That's and really then cool. the that's judges fun. are freaking awesome. I have a crush on one of them. The girl? I won't, I won't say. No, who. there's no there girl is judge. No girl. Oh. Sexist. No. But, uh, his name is David Baker, and he's like this older he's like, dude. He's, he's like this he's sixty got a, year old. Like he has like the the, the pointed oh. goatee with like a, a large like the long mustache. Oh, nice. Um, he wears vests. Jeans. Uh, vests and a suit and tie. tie. Well, not not a suit. Vest but, like, and a tie. Vest tie, button down shirt with jeans and like. He's got tattoos. Oh yeah. wow! He gets, oh, he gets he's Tiffany a handsome, going. He's a handsome man. Well, that's um. And he's like he's got white hair. He's like definitely like in his sixties. Uh, that show sounds awesome it's It's so much fun super fun and we like it was on hulu we watched a bunch of episodes and then we found the rest on demand so we're just going through and it's it's still airing it's i think it's in its seventh nice fifth 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 Fifth. no you know what they did they just did a spinoff there's another spinoff series yeah so So that's what we've been doing that sounds like a lot of fun it really is because i mean like it's one of those things where you're like well how many times can you watch people make the same forms of knives and whatnot but the people that they get on the shows there have been very few that you've been like, that person's a dick. That's and I what I was just going to say. They are all like genuinely awesome people who mm-hmm. are like, just love the, the, yeah. um, cr- the process and like craft of nope. blade making. And like, some of them are like, get super emotional and into it where they're like, just like talking about like the camaraderie that they have. Cause there've been times where like, like when they have like the competitions where mm-hmm. they need to like take apart a car or like there was one where they have like a lawnmower that they need to like dismantle. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all the competitors like helped each other and it just like made like usually you see people like being really cutthroat and yeah. stuff in that but it was just yeah. like really sweet to see all these people like all these like big burly like tough men with like pot bellies being like yeah let's help each other out and stuff see, like that and i also fun. like the big burly pot bellied men who are like at the end they're because they do so the way they do it and we haven't figured out if they shoot these interviews because they shoot like talking head interviews with all the competitors and we haven't figured out if they shoot it after or whatever but there are times when people are like they get eliminated and they're talking and they they're they're like tearing up. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god, you're a freaking so cool. blacksmith and you're make swords and shit and you're crying. I'm like, this is awesome. It's just a cool. It's for me as a woman who's very emotional. It's very cool to see it presented like on a History Channel, like with men being emotional about something. Mm-hmm. It's like that is so cool to me. So it's like it, it just brings a bunch of stuff together that's really fun. And sometimes they have like people who are in their 60s who have been bladesmithing for 35 years going up against 19 year olds who have been bladesmithing for like three years. Yep. It's the skill levels and different like the watching the different styles is it's fascinating and it's I can't stress how much fun this show is. Oh my god! And sometimes we've watched so many episodes now. Like we'll see people doing stuff. We're like, nope. You're doing it wrong. Don't nope. quench in water. No, don't, do quench not, water. don't quench in water. I, that's the number one thing I've learned. If you quench in water, you're going to cause a lot of stress cracks because water cools it down too much. Yep. You got to quench in oil. I, we knew, know all I about, knew that. We know all about Damascus. Dema- like <gasps> Having watched, like, <gasps> been watching a lot of, like, Game of Thrones and things like that where Valyrian steel, which has been folded a thousand times, yeah. and seeing people get, like, 300 folds in their Damascus. I'm like, I get what's going on. This is so cool. That makes a stronger blade. Mm. So it's 
It's been really fun. Yeah. It's I don't awesome. really know what else to say about it. No, it's an awesome show. Yeah. And a, yeah. a woman won once, and it was really kind oh of Oh, my cool. God. She was incredible. She was incredible. That's awesome. I've, it, it was an earned victory. Yeah. Oh. Which was super satisfying. I've, I've always kind of had a soft spot, soft spot for competition shows mm-hmm. that... that they're always kind of fun for me. Yeah. I remember watching like a lot of Top Chef, yep. a lot oh of Project God. Runway. I loved Project Runway. Project Dwight Runway. and I got into Cutthroat Kitchen for a while. Project yeah. Runway was so good. <laughs> I, That's Tim Gunn, right? And yeah, like Tim designers. Gunn and Heidi Klum. I feel like I would like that. It was such a good show. Yeah. Um, I got super into it. I watched um, America's really like Next Chef, Top Model a little bit. One of my favorites was Face Off. Did you ever watch Face Off? Oh, that was the horror makeup one. That was the makeup yeah. one. Yeah, we didn't oh, no, watch I never it. Watched I remember that. It's really, really good. And I feel like when you're talking about this show, it makes me think mm-hmm. of that show because it's so niche. Yeah. And it's such a unique talent that mm-hmm. watching people do it is just so much fun because that makes it's sense. like watching people cook. Yeah. You know, everybody has seen somebody cook or like has yeah. seen this sort of process. And yeah. Um, like they can do it different ways, but it still yeah. kind of feels familiar. That's why watching something, something that's so unique yeah. is just so much fun. Yeah. So I remember loving Face Off. Face Off was such a good show, and th- that's what this sounds like to me. But also with learning. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna cool. say that's why something like did you watch? Have you watched Nailed It? No. So Nailed it's it's funny. it's a baking show, but it's all people who have like no experience baking, and they oh, have nice. them recreate like these like, like Instagram posts. Oh, okay. Like, like, like these that. like these cakes that are just gorgeous and insane, and like there was one that was like a volcano with like sharks and or a way it was a way I forget what it was. A volcano with sharks. Well, it, was, it, was, awesome. it, was, it was it was a giant shark that was like eating. Oh, yeah. a, a, a diver. It was but like a, a like shark these, cake that was like jumping out of the water. These very very elaborate designs, like these 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 bakers make and stuff. Alex is farting. You can't nice. hear it. I'll call that you out. That wasn't the air conditioner. Oh my God. And Spencer's <laughs> breaking in the door. Oh breaking- that was closed. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was, I thought I closed yeah, it. It, it was partially it. closed. Oh my God. Also, Spencer <laughs> learned how to open a door. Yay, you buddy. As long as they don't know how to open doors. <laughs> But that's why, yeah, Nailed It is really cool because it's like a, the same competition elements. They have challenges. They have time parameters. But they don't know what the hell they're doing. That's and really it's cool. it's really funny. Um, yeah, competition shows, they're fun. Like, And they're so easy to kind of background noise, yep. too. Like, I don't always watch everything that goes on. I've been watching a lot of American Ninja Warrior recently. Oh, that's a good and it's like, it's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to skip this run i'm not gonna watch this one it's but the same with forged and fire like you get to a point like when they're putting the handles on i'm like yeah just get to the testing like all right come yeah, on i, just... I want to see you cut a ham slice i just <laughs> i just want to see you slice a pig in half or do a bamboo cut or rope or yeah rope yeah, slicing and yeah. Stuff nice like that. It's, i want to see you stab a ballistic dummy till its insides bleed out and this one time they made um a cutlass i think it was yep. or a rapier it was something and they put it in a vice and then they bent it to like <gasps> 45 degrees on both sides none of them snapped it was nuts they've done things where they've shot um guns guns at the like they've split bullets with their the <laughs> weapons that's awesome it's insane did did you, either of you guys watch the um I think it was on Spike TV, the the one where they pitted two groups of people against each oh, other, like pirates like versus pirates versus ninjas. And, oh yeah, and like it was, um, hi- like history battle or something. Yeah, like that. it I had a weird name for about. it. Not um, death battle. 
I can't remember what the name was, but like they they would take groups of people from history yes. and pit them against each other oh, scientifically. Yes, yep. and they, like the Viking would have this weapon right. and this type of armor, and its its axe could do this yeah. on. Uh, yeah. And they and yeah. they would do and they would that. do like testing on on pigs and like yeah. and, and stuff like that to see like oh the the. The ninja's katana would have been so much sharper than the Viking's axe. So, like that, and then they do like a computer simulation at the end. Yep. I think I it was, we wa- and like I know. there was sometimes they would be over in like thirteen seconds. Yep. It was like um, they do a hundred simulations, and whoever won mo- more of the simulations won the battle. Yep. Um, I remember cool. that show. That's also partially what this has made me think of. This has made me think of a lot of things. Cool, <laughs> well, but it was called Deadliest Warrior. It ran from two thousand nine to twenty eleven. Um, there were three seasons, and each episode pitted different people against each other. So, like Apache like tournament style, too, right? Um, I don't know if they ever did a tournament. I think it was just they just picked two groups and be like, "Oh, what would happen?" So they did Apache versus Gladiator, Viking versus Samurai, Spartan versus Ninja, Pirate versus Knight, Yakuza versus Mafia. Oh my god! <laughs> Green Berets versus what is that? Spetsnaz? It's probably like a Russian or... It's the uh, Russian one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shaolin Monk versus Maori Warrior. Maori, I think it's Maori. Oh, I'm terrible at this. Irish Republican Army versus Taliban. Okay. I don't Whoa. I don't know if that would hold up. Is that up like a terrorist to, group? To, to like, today. obviously the... The, the, I, yeah. the IRA is, yeah. oh, is that a terrorist yeah, yeah, group. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, the movie Sunday Bloody Sunday. Vlad the, the Impaler versus Sun Tzu. That's cool. The, like these episodes were so cool. Vampires versus zombies was their last episode. That's <laughs> so they amazing. Just went, they just went nuts. With they that just one. went well, off the chain. How could zombies, but even compare against Teddy, vampires? Teddy Roosevelt versus Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> what is what? So Genghis cool. Khan versus Hannibal. Oh my god! I want to watch that's all cool, these. Man, that sounds awesome. But uh, that's like. This oh. show reminds me of those weird just, niche like um, learning shows. Yeah. David Baker appeared on the Spike series Deadliest Warrior. Nice. There we go. So he was uh, uh, as an authority on weapons history. Yeah. So there was some overlap. That makes sense. He's a good dude. I'm reading about it. <sighs> good show. I highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I might I might watch it. Yeah, check out. A, I yeah. Mean, the, the great thing about it is it's a competition show. Just yeah. pick an episode yeah, of a weapon that sounds cool. Yep. Go for it. Neat. You'll learn a lot. So, Alex, have you seen anything else? Oh, we're back or, to me? What about you? Uh, isn't it your turn? I mean, I did Ritual, but we can go to me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I did Hereditary slash Ritual. Okay, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so, um, the la- n- uh, the first week in June, second week in June, second, second week, week in June, June was yep. E3 this year. Yep. And uh, I would like to talk a little bit about E3. Oh, yeah? yeah. So, what's um, E3? This, E3. It, <laughs> is this my cue to leave the building? No, no you don't have to. This is your cue to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, Can I? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sit on the couch. We're gonna okay. talk about Smash Brothers Brawl. Okay. Brawl? Yeah. Okay. Smash Brothers Brawl was a 2008 video game for the Wii. <laughs> now, how excited were you before that game came out? Brawl? Oh, I was insanely excited <laughs> for Brawl. <laughs> Tiffany hated it. Yeah, that's what. I'm, <laughs> I'm napping. When yeah. we were in college, I was so into <laughs> Smash in general. Um, and like there was this thing called the Dojo, which was daily updates of just. Uh, characters and and weapons and items and every time they would announce a new character i would take the character photo i would print it out and i had i i I was a dick because i just like took over the wall in our common area in our um college dorm because it was uh four rooms uh eight people and i just 
put all the fighters <laughs> on the wall. I was so excited for that that, that game. Hey, all right. Who won the first match? We've never talked about that, so no yeah, one. Um, Tiffany won the first match. Um, so now what's E three? Uh, the Electronics Entertainment Expo. It's hmm. the video game Oscars, basically. I wouldn't say Oscars. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's Comic Con for video games. Yeah, that, perfect. That's the best way to put it. Even though it's been around longer than Comic Con, or yeah, at least more mainstream, mm, mainstream yeah. longer than Comic Con has yeah. been. Um, but regardless, so it it came out or it happened, uh, and there was a lot of really cool announcements. There was. Um, I was really excited going into it for a lot of the Nintendo stuff, mm-hmm. which was ultimately a minor disappointment if mm-hmm. you weren't ex- if you weren't super into Smash Brothers. Yeah. Spoiler alert, which I am, because they had a 45-minute presentation, and 35 minutes of it was about Smash or something I, like that. I would that. say 30 minutes. Yeah, it was so over 50% of their presentation was all Smash. Everything else was either games that we'd already heard about or just were like whatever. There was only, I think, one other first-party announcement, yeah. maybe two, that, that Damon X Machina game or whatever, yeah. and then Mario Party, which... Super Mario Party. Super Mario Party. Which looks awesome. It does. That, like Mario Party's finally going back to its roots, and it just looks like a ton of fun. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, it's we're gonna get that game, Tiffany, and you're gonna love it. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah, I'm engaging you, and I'm gonna two- come over, and we're gonna play together, and we're gonna be great yeah. friends. Yeah, we're no, gonna be friends. No refunds, friends. I know. Okay, take a nap. But Smash Brothers was announced. Wait, Smash Brothers? Smash Brothers Infinite was ultimate. Announced. Ultimate. That's right. <laughs> Nope, I'm a bad fan. Uh, let, let, let's try that again. What was announced? Smash Brothers was announced. Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh. Do you want to know why it's called Ultimate? <laughs> why? Because literally every single character is coming back. I was... Were you expecting anything sim- like anything remotely that big? I was expecting them to bring back a lot of characters, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect them to bring back every character. Yes. I was expecting like a lot of the beloved characters to come back that weren't in smash four. So like, yep. like I know a lot of people like ice climbers because of their unique play They're set. Still, yeah. So like I expected them to come back. Yep. So seeing them back, I was just like, this is awesome. And yeah. seeing snake come back because he has another, once again, unique play set. Yes. So like I was expecting them to bring back people that brought something new to the game mm-hmm. instead of like, Hey, we have Daisy. They're like we're bringing Daisy into the game. Oh, but she's just a peach clone. <laughs> I'm actually fine with that because of the way that they're now classifying the clones yeah. and they are specifically separating out the clones in that format. I you made her come back. I know. I'm up? really excited. So what's up? I'm upset about that. Okay. Why? Because, well, I feel like this was an opportunity to make Daisy way cooler than peach. Yeah. Instead of just a clone, because, like, Daisy's, like, in my honest opinion, she's, like, the tomboy, like, she's, like, very different than Peach. She's not floaty and flowy. She's a princess, but she's different. Mm -hmm. So I wish that they just made her different instead of being, like, it's Peach with a Daisy skin, because that's what it is. I mean, it... You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is going to be slightly different. Like, Dark Pit and Pit aren't exactly the same. Marth and Lucina aren't exactly the same, but they're so close to being yeah. the same. The, the which is that why are they're different called... are like knockback properties yeah. and like sweet spots. That's right. really the only it, difference. There's not a Everything huge difference. Is... They're basically clones. So yeah. I agree with Tiffany. I think I... it's bullshit. 
fine. That's the stance you want to take. Back in. I I'm I'm honestly mostly fine with it because um, if in order to get this to get sixty six characters, I think so far sixty eight characters, yep. sixty eight characters in the game so far, all of which are returning. Yep. I am totally fine with some concessions being made of something like this. Like they've they've cloned Daisy. They've cloned Lucina and they've cloned Dark Pip. Yep. If these are the two char- out of the three are ladies. Wow. Wouldn't you rather have them represented in some capacity other than just not included at all? Uh, I'm just being a butt. I know. I'm I just know. being uh, a butt. But like, it is kind of like, like okay, so you have your f- very few limited female characters. Let's just make them clones of each other. Honestly, I think I, I would have rather Daisy not be included. Like, yeah, I, I would have been fine with. Ridley, we're adding Ridley, and that's it. Bye. <laughs> like I don't know. Like, we're, we're, I, I, sorry, we're adding literally every other character and, and Ridley. Ridley. Like I, I would have been fine with that. It Daisy seemed like such a tack on after at that point. They were just like, oh hey, we're bringing back every character, awesome, and we're adding Ridley, which everybody wanted. Yeah. Oh, also Daisy, who's a peach clone. Like that, it just felt so underwhelming when that happened. I was just like, why not just not have her in the game or develop her later for as a DLC character with yes. her own like real moveset? With like fart moves. I, I picture her just being so tomboyish, like it's ridiculous. I just, I just don't love the clone aspect in general. I like, think it's lazy. I just, I, uh, which is fine. Especially I, when you I'm have, fine with it. But then you have all, like, you're like, oh, the game is too, whatever, too big. You have, 50 something other characters that are all different. So what what makes this so difficult to Well, I'm to not, do? Why not like Alex said, why not just Well, each <laughs> just each not character I I'm no I'm not a game designer, but from what I understand, each character takes like Yeah. dozens upon dozens of man yeah. hours to implement yeah, lines and whatnot. of code and pro- I get exactly. that. I understand that. And so balancing just and- So just don't put like Why? Like wouldn't you rather have somebody than not no, have somebody? No, I'd rather have Different like, characters that are unique and not because what's what is the difference between playing as Peach and then like all the other you know like when you can change the colors why not just make it a different color? Well, she used to be and now well, they've officially like yeah like moved her out with a different model and everything. But it's a different model and they've moved her out. But it's just it's just a clone, so it doesn't it feels yeah. But clone characters have been a staple of Smash ever since Melee, and they've. As time has gone by, clone characters have been decloned yeah. um, by yeah, getting more unique mm-hmm. properties and whatnot. So I don't know. Maybe this is just a, a step for in the future. Daisy can potentially get decloned. And right now, because they put I know. 68 characters in a game, yeah. and you'd rather there be 67 because yeah. you don't want a clone. But they're putting yeah. 60. They're putting spending so much other time on all these other unique well, fighting that's styles. What makes, Why not just take one other person, copy paste, give them a but new that's look. what makes it feel lazy and like just an add on. It's like, if you were going to take the time to develop all this other stuff, why not just leave it out and wait rather than copy? Because and paste. Why not have more? I, I guess is, I, I think well, we're going in circles at this point. My, but. my problem with the, why not have more is if I want more, I want more that, is unique. Like yeah, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to play Daisy because I'm going to play peach. Cause I'm, I'm cause yeah. they're the same. I, no, some I, people might like Daisy that, better. That's I, I guess. Yeah. I just never, I never understood clones. This isn't a new issue for me. Yeah. 
like even dark pit like i've always been like it's way better like i, I just yeah I'm just, like, even going like, back to but like going back to um melee like yep. ganondorf was a clone yeah roy was a clone um young link was a clone Roy's our boy but even yeah it's <laughs> weird what what i think is weird is that they're not considering young link a clone anymore same thing with like dr mario yep. and there was a couple others like the original game luigi and mario was it, was were clones yep. would really? you rather them not have luigi um i would rather them not have luigi if he's not going to be unique you would rather in the original game the original 12 fighters yeah. you'd rather them not have luigi drop luigi an iconic until, character until the next game yeah, until he can you be can like his own thing develop it because they're not the same character they wouldn't play the same just like peach and daisy wouldn't play the same it's like they're not i don't know the I, same character i feel like we're repeating ourselves it a is. lot yeah. so let's just point. agree that Two of us are right and one of us is wrong. <laughs> okay, fine. Or, or better yet, we're all entitled to our opinions. That sounds fair to me. And we're all excited about Smash. Well, we were all excited about Smash. <laughs> I'm not buying it anymore. I was trying to. I don't know how we got on this. We're I was all, trying to talk and be happy and excited, and everyone started together. ganging up on me. We're all gonna, characters. We're, we're all gonna, 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 something I don't care about. We're all gonna well, get together the day it comes out and play the game. Well, probably. that's the thing is that you don't care about it, but like the more I think about it, the more I'm like. She's getting real angry. She is. The more I think about it, the more I'm happy with it. I would rather there be more characters, even if they're clones. I don't care. Like that's the, fine with the me. more I think about it, the more I don't care. <laughs> um, so he's happy. She's mad. I don't I'm care. I'm mad. It's just like it doesn't affect any characters that you would play, Dwight. So I don't. I think you're just. I did. Falco was originally a Falco clone of Fox. Was really? Fox yes. Oh, I did not know I, that. I only play. Fo- I play Fox, and yeah. Falco was a clone of Fox. And no, I was now. Totally why didn't fine you play that. Falco instead of Fox? I didn't like the way he played. He was a he was different. He was a little bit different, yeah. and, I, and I'm more of a Fox fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not really mad about it. I don't care because I play Sheik anyway. So um, I, I want don't them. Really Sheik's a Zelda clone. I, Sheik is not a Zelda, not a Zelda clone. clone. Not that is just non factual. Uh, yeah, Sheik is a Sheik clone. Oh my god. <laughs> she was cloned from Zelda. She was cloned from the Sheik part of Zelda. Peach is too floaty anyway, so like um, I don't like her. Peach is great. Oh my yeah, god. Peach is pretty fun. Peach is amazing. Daisy's better though. <laughs> you haven't even played her. I hope like Daisy has a higher pull rate on like uh, Stitch. That'd be awesome. Then everyone will play her. Yeah, obviously. I'm sure there'll be something about one of them that will be obviously yeah. advantageous. It's like why people know, why no one plays Lucina. Yeah, because she doesn't have the tip. Yep. Or and I don't think many people because she's a woman. I don't think anybody plays Dark Pit. I don't think she anyone plays have Pit. The tip. I don't think anybody plays either of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right. You you're missed right. my penis joke. Yes, it was a good no, one. No, we got it. Okay. Uh, I was just ignoring it. Okay. It was well done. I made a penis joke. Yes, oh. It was, it was a well done penis um, joke. But yeah, I'm super excited for Smash yeah, Ultimate. Smash Ultimate's going to be amazing. The game looks so cool. Watching the Invitational. I came over here to watch the yep. Invitational with Dwight. Um, that was a lot of fun to watch. It was. Just to see like the new character, uh, new characters, Ridley yep. and Inkling. Inkling. Um, and get to see the new map, which they, they added a map from, um, it was from, uh, Splatoon, Splatoon it's, 2. Uh, I think it's called Moray Towers or yep, something Moray like that. Moray Towers, which is a really cool design map. It is. The way that like you run down, yep. um, and we got to see that they're bringing back every map question mark. That they haven't hasn't been sa- confirmed They haven't yet, said that, but, but they've shown a lot of yeah, old maps correct. that have come back. Um, even in like the trailers and stuff like that, there've yep. been maps that they haven't showcased yep. yet that, that. 
are clearly in. And there's some really, 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 really cool competitive changes that they're making. Yep. It's very clear that Nintendo is going to be going for a more of an esports vibe with yep. this one. Um, they've re- announced that you can toggle off on and off stage hazards, yep. which is huge because awesome. that ups the viability of a lot more um like Mega Man stage becomes legal it it becomes legal but it becomes boring because apparently toggling off the hazards on that one also removes the platforms so oh. it just becomes like an fd oh which is okay. really lame that's silly yeah it stinks um, i was hoping it would just turn off yellow Devil, yellow yeah. which is all that anyone wants yep but like i love it, that stage so because yeah, the music's amazing yep but um it's just going to be a super fun game. I'm I'm really pumped that it looks like it's going to be trying to be a little bit more competitive. Yep. Hopefully the online infrastructure is good. Yep. Um because I mean Nintendo will have their own online thing by that point. They're paid yeah. subscription or whatnot. Um but overall, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for it. Look, it looks awesome. Smash. I'm really excited for it. I like I was stupidly excited for the last Smash game when it came out and Yep. Um me too. Came out right before I got married. Yeah. You got married. I played it at your wedding. I know you did. A lot of oh people did. Oh my god, I remember that. I you, played it with your friends, you, and Jeff you were and so Bruce. excited. Yeah, I was so happy that they were playing Smash at my wedding. I felt so cool. <laughs> at the reception, not at the actual yeah. wedding. <laughs> if anyone was going to play it at the actual wedding, I think it would have been you. It probably would have been me. To be honest, I might have. It's because Alex was before in the in your ceremony. Wedding <laughs> yes. like, uh, you're right. That's because Alex wasn't in the party. Even if I was in your wedding party, I would have been standing on the stage playing i would have been happy with that (laughs) i just remember you you were playing it at the table and jeff turned to jocelyn his wife and was like can i go get my switch yeah and he went out and got a switch yes because it was because switch was not a thing 3ds because she made him leave it in the car and i pulled mine out of my pocket and he was like can we play (laughs) yeah but when dwight and tiffany get here you have to put it away that was the rule that's so awesome (laughs) awesome. that makes me so happy it was a lot of fun. Oh, man. Smash has always been such a great game. I remember, like, going over to Brian's house and doing tournaments yeah. with you and all your friends, like, growing up on Melee. So, like, it's always been a staple of my life in general. Mm-hmm. So, a new Smash is always We welcome. tend to do um, – it's been a while since we've had one, but we used to do, like, holiday-themed um, smashing parties. Oh, yeah. Like, we would have Smash Giving and, like, Smash, smash Miss and New Smash Eve or New New, new Smash Years. I don't like know that. if we ever did New Year. I don't think we did. We yeah. did Smash smash Giving and Smash, smash Miss Eve. Yep. Um, that might have been it. I thought we did one other one. Yeah. I don't know. Valen's Smash Day? I don't no. remember. But we've done a bunch. We had like a couple like just big get-togethers, and yeah. we're totally going to be doing it with this one as Definitely. well. I'm very much excited. This The game comes out um, December 11th, I think it is. Yeah, sometime so, the beginning of December. Beginning of December, so it's right before Smash Miss Eve this year. Yep. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. What else about E3 do you want to... Oh, well, there's one other thing that I kind of want to talk about with E3. Um, it's also a Nintendo-based thing, but minorly Sony. So... Like the week before E3, no, days before E3, um, I was like, you know what? I'm looking for something kind of new to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard this Fortnite thing is supposed to be pretty neato burrito. Okay, sure. I'll give that a shot. So I fired it up on my PlayStation because it's been out for a while, the whole Battle Royale thingy. And, it, you know, it's cute. It's a fun little game, whatever. During E3, it was announced that it was coming out for Switch. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. I, I usually play my Switch in bed before I go to sleep at night. I've been playing Picross lately, just like tiny little things. And Fortnite would be perfect because like the matches, I'm bad at it. So they only last like five to ten minutes because yep. I die immediately. 
Um, so I, I fired up my Switch, downloaded Fortnite, and I went to go sign into my account that I had created literally days earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Apparently, Sony has this thing where they have locked your Fortnite account to a PlayStation console if you have played on PSN. Mm-hmm. So I can't take whatever progress I had that I started, like I said, days earlier. So like my main email is locked to my PlayStation account. So yep. anything I do on my Switch is just under generic whatever, and I have no motivation to continue. And it's a total dick move on Sony's part. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this? Yep. It's nuts. Like it's it's just so indicative of Sony not wanting to play ball with anybody. Yep. And uh, Nintendo and Microsoft have been taking massive shots at yep. Sony with like Microsoft uh, with, uh, with Minecraft. Minecraft. Right? It's it's been insane. They've released like trailers where they they're basically shitting on Sony yeah. for not allowing crossplay, and it has been insane it's been fascinating to watch it's been really fun to watch i agree but it's just so weird like i was it was so like disappointing too because it it killed whatever momentum i had for wanting to like play this on on the regular Mm -hmm. because i was like i I just started just started it was so uh let the bad taste in my mouth yeah which sucks because all of the other stuff from e3 for sony was fantastic yeah the Sony had a great E3 showing. I feel like they have a great E3 showing every year. Yeah. Um, but that I might be a little biased here because I own a PlayStation and I get excited about games that I can actually play. I don't own an Xbox. Well, um, half of Microsoft, over half of Microsoft's com- um, conference was multi-platform stuff. Yep. They had very little exclusives that yeah. I care about at least. Yeah. But anyway, Sony. Sony. Um, I really liked their showing. Like they said a few days beforehand, or maybe even like weeks, mm-hmm. what they were going to talk about at their at their show. Yep. They they laid it out. They were like, okay, we have four games to four or five games to talk about. It was four main um, party games, they, and they had some like sizzle reels for some yeah. year stuff. But and they talked about The Last of Us Part Two, which yep. looks amazing. I still haven't watched anything about it, mostly because I still haven't finished the first yep. game, and I kind of want to finish that yep. before I spoil anything. They talked about whatever. The Last of Us Two. They talked about. Uh, Death Stranding, which looks bonkers. Which looks bonkers. Uh, you, I made you watch it yeah. with me. And yeah, I don't know what that I game's s- about. It looks interesting though. I still don't know what it's about, but it looks so unique that yes. I'm I'm going to get it because I need to know what it's about. Because like Hideo Kojima is um, the creator of the yep. game, who also did the Metal Gear Solid games, and he's wor- been working on this game for years and everyone's kind of it's a mystery yeah and everyone's really excited about it just because it's got the name attached to it and it's got um norman reedus, norman reedus mads, mickelson. mads mickelson and chloe savini that sounds think. right and is del toro working on this uh, or i don't know i, I know question, i know they're good friends question but... mark um but it just looks so weird every year basically we get a new little piece to try mm-hmm. and figure out what it means When's it coming out? Have they announced that? Uh, no, I don't think they have. But this year, like they added a little bit more for yeah. us to see, and we still don't know what it's about. It looks really interesting, and it's definitely something I'm probably going to pick up. Definitely something, probably. <laughs> but Because um, I really want to be a part of that conversation, yep. because I feel like when this game comes out, and as people kind of play it and discover what's going on and, yep. and what is happening, that sense of community is going to be really interesting oh, yeah. to, to follow. I'm um, looking forward to that. They also talked about that samurai game. I can never remember the name. It's called um, Ghost of Tsushima. 
goes to Tsushima, which it looks, looks so good. Bonkers. Good. It looks so beautiful. That looks gorgeous. Yeah. I, I'm really excited. We didn't get to see exactly... We got to see gameplay, mm-hmm. but we didn't get to see exactly how the gameplay works. Yeah, because they said they turned off the HUD. Like, right. It was just all cinematic. It was HUDless. All... So, I, like you said while we were watching it, it'd be awesome to play the game with no HUD, yep. but it doesn't look like the kind of game that you'll ever be able to play like that. Like yeah, You'll have no idea. I, like You need a HUD for that sort of game, especially from the way that the fighting looks like it might work. Yeah, because you're going to have to be like reacting to yeah. people and whatnot. So, uh, that game looked gorgeous, though. Yep. Um, what? Spider-Man. They talked about Spider-Man. Oh my god, one. I'm so excited for Spider-Man. That's going to be so good. It looks like finally like the first game since Spider-Man 2 yep. to finally be a good Spider-Man that, game. That was again. just a pizza delivery simulator. But it was the best pizza, best <laughs> damn pizza delivery simulator ever. Do you think this new game will have some sort of pizza delivery? If it doesn't, game? I will riot. That's fair. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Um, but yeah, Sony had a great showing. Bethesda actually had a really good showing too with Fallout seventy six. Yep. Um, Anthem. An- um, Anthem was ye- that's Bioshock. Bioshock. Bioware. No. Bioware. You're right. Bioware. Bioware. Um, My mistake. Yeah. Uh, Anthem was shown at yep. a different con- or different show, but they showed Rage two. Uh, Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda. They showed Rage two, Fallout seventy six. It was mostly about Fallout seventy six. They had a Doom logo. They had a Doom logo. <laughs> they had a an Elder Scrolls Six logo, yep. which people lost their minds over, and I was like, "It's literally just a logo." It's like last year with um, Metroid Prime Four. Metroid Prime Five Four, which they only showed a logo, and they were like, "We're working on it," and I'm like, "Cool. Why don't you wait and show me when it's actually like has something?" Okay, well, at least I, I think at least the, the the concept behind both all three of these is just like these are games that weren't necessarily not that they weren't getting a sequel yep. metroid no one had no idea because yep. that, that series has been dead since 2009 yep but um for something like uh elder scrolls because they've been they haven't talked about elder scrolls in no. years they've just been re-releasing it on on, yeah. on toasters just and everything <laughs> re-release i love did you watch the um the, the john ham right no. no with um key um, oh keegan michael keegan michael key mm-hmm. Did you see that? I, mean, I saw some of it, like playing Skyrim on everything. Like he's playing Play, on like he was a, playing, a fridge and stuff like he that. He was playing Skyrim on his Amazon Echo. Oh. Um, and they literally, uh, the guy, was, uh, I don't remember the name of the guy who presented all the Fallout, Fallout stuff, but he was, uh, he announced it. He was like, and we have, uh, I know people have been looking to see um, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Five on a on another system, and have we got news for you? And then it cuts to this video of Keegan Michael Key playing on his Amazon Echo, and it's so funny. But they actually <laughs> released a way to play That's play awesome. it on your Amazon Echo, and it's stupid, but it's That's funny. funny. It, I'm glad that they're making fun of themselves, and they recognize that people are making fun of this. They're because, being self aware. Um, but yeah, Bethesda had a great showing. EA had a great showing, which is, nah, EA had a better showing than usual, yep. which isn't to say good because EA usually just is terrible. So they were True. decent. Well, they have a lot of ground to gain back yep. after the whole Battlefield yep. or Battlefront 2 Battlefront. thing, which I actually have bought and have been playing. Yep. And it's fine. Okay. It was on sale. 
And I was like, I really enjoyed the first game. So I was like, you know what? Supposedly they fixed all the loot box issues and, and um, issues with like power scaling and whatnot. And I definitely don't feel that that's an issue. Like mm-hmm. I'm going in and I'm, I'm playing against people who are like level 70 and I'm level five yep. and, and I'm either beating them or I'm on par with it. And I'm, I've, I've gotten better with it. But in doing what they did, they killed any sense of um, progression mm-hmm. in the game. Like unlocking things, there's no feeling of, yes, I got something new or I'm working towards something good. Yep. The way like everything's behind like kill streaks or um, like you get like 200 kills with this one type of weapon and you can unlock a mod for that weapon. And it's just like, it feels like these things are so big. Uh, it's really hard to work towards and achieve. Whereas in the other game, it was or, uh, Battlefront One. Everything was based on like your in your overall character level. Mm-hmm. Whereas because this one has class like more class bases, so you level yep. up a class to get more things in that one class. Yep. Um, the sense of progression just feels stunted mm-hmm. and a little bit unrewarding at times. I'm still playing it, and I'm, I'm I enjoy the way the game feels, so that's yep. why I like it. But just the the progression system sucks. Okay. Back to EA. Um. Yeah. EA didn't have the best showing, but they had a decent showing for mm-hmm. for them. I think that's where Anthem um, was. I think that's where Anthem was too. Um. But but Bethesda had a great showing. Sony had a great showing. People that are fans of Microsoft say they had a great showing, which so, is great. So I like I believe it. Halo Six um, was announced. I've always been a big Halo fan. Yeah. I just don't own the current generation of it, Xbox, so I can't play it. It's one of those years. Like every year, people talk about who won E3, and and I hate that conversation. That but it's one of those years where no one really universally agrees because like everyone brought a lot to the table for the most part. Mm-hmm. Most, most people feel really underwhelmed with Nintendo's. Which be- I understand. Because like, if you're not a huge fan of Smash, you feel like yep. they put all their eggs in one basket. And, and they had some major omissions from their thing. Like, like everything- Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, the new Pokemon that's coming out next year. Yep. Um Metro Prime 4, fucking Yoshi wasn't even there. Yep. Like they and like I said earlier, the majority of games that they had shown were things that have already been announced. Yep. So there was very little surprises, very little like, "Oh, this is cool." Outside of the big Smash yep. reveal. Like I said, uh what was it? Yo, uh uh Mario Party and that Super that, that uh mech game. And yeah. we're talking about like Project Octopath, like which is like great. I'm really excited for Octopath. That game comes out in like a couple weeks yeah, now. Yeah. Like it was less than a month away. Why waste time in your E3 conference yeah. talking about it? It was um, it was a misstep for Nintendo mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like I I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy. Yep. Um, I feel like I w- I was whelmed. Like I was super excited about Smash, but there was nothing else mm-hmm. there. I agree. And usually the point of E3 is to get everyone excited for your array of games, not one game yeah um so yeah yeah it was a pretty good e3 though like it was it was fun to watch i liked just leaving my twitch stream on and just seeing everything like yep. um getting to see some gameplay of um what's it called uh smash yeah and, and everything treehouse does is yep. fantastic during e3 the treehouse it's it's funny because now that i've watched it a few years like i see the same you people, know them i'm like oh yeah i know you yeah, she's and, back or yeah. he is yeah and... it's it's really fun so yeah e3 was fun now we can invite tiffany back to tiffany. the to the conversation i think i just like fell asleep 
I, we're, I'm sorry. This, this has been the Dwight and Alex show featuring Tiffany today. Well, featuring Forged and Fire. And featuring Forged and Fire. I'm really passionate about pe- featuring Forged and Fire and uh, passion about Peach. So, nice. what do you, what do you want to talk about? Is there anything else that you'd like to? Uh... Um, I mean, all of my other stuff going on. My sister's getting married in August. That's exciting. So literally every weekend has been something related to that. So I'm kind of like I haven't really been playing anything or it's summer, Watching so I'm anything. doing yeah. my garden. Very busy. What was the last movie we saw? Deadpool. Yeah. Right. Deadpool, too. Deadpool yeah. too. What do you, What are you growing in your garden? Um. Well, it's very exciting because we're putting up a shed, so I'm hoping I can expand my garden because right now it's getting real crowded. But thank I you, have... Dad. My dad's been helping yeah. us. Does he listen to this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Thank okay. You, Dad. So I have. A bunch of tomatoes. A bunch. Like Yeah, I have tomatoes that I was like in my garden, I was like pulling out weeds and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this looks like is it I have tomato plants that are just growing. Nice. They okay. reseeded themselves magically. I don't know. So your tomatoes have tomatoes. So I got tomatoes. <laughs> I grew radishes last year that I think I didn't eat, so now they're probably all rotted in the fridge. Oops. Nice. Uh, carrots have lettuce that I have to go pick because yeah, it's like it's big lettuce. Lettuce, I gotta go out there and pick that. <laughs> go out um, there and eat it straight out of the ground. I nice. had a couple rows of corn, and I think I'm only gonna get like a couple things of Aww. corn, maybe. That's and green beans, but most of this I planted from seeds. I put seeds in the ground, and it grew into plants, and I can eat them. Nice. You have made life. I have made things. So cool. you're a creator. You know what else you've done? Yeah. And this is really cool. So mm-hmm. um, we've been saying like fuck a lot. Yeah. And that's because we've recently gotten back on iTunes oh, and we yeah, now have an explicit tag. Oh, we're allowed to say fuck? Yeah, you can say whatever you oh, want. Well, like, don't go nuts to butts with it, but I like, mean, I I yeah. I've said it twice. You've said it a couple of times. Twice? Yeah. Whatever. So, I took a class about podcasting. Oh yeah. Cuz I had to go and I was made to go. It's which part is of work. fine. It just it was just a really far okay. It was really far. It took me with traffic like longer than an hour to get there and longer than an hour to get home. Um, So it was, wasn't weird, but I knew a lot of the stuff because it was like an orientation about podcasting. So people in the room who were like, not who either don't listen to them or don't know what they are, who just like want to learn about them, which apparently there are still people out there that don't know about podcasting, Um, which was interesting, but I knew a lot of the stuff coming from a video background. A lot of it kind of overlaps, but I learned all about RSS feeds and how to put things on iTunes and Google Play and stuff. So I have, and hopefully maybe you guys are even listening to it on iTunes, but nice. I, I, I was the one that put the feed on there and I know how it works and I know how to read an RSS feed and it's really freaking cool. So That's I think awesome. for both Alex and I, like we are super thankful for that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I was like being a lazy piece of crap and yeah. this it was all on me that it wasn't up there and it's all on Tiffany as yeah. to why it is up there. Tiffany really is excited. our savior. Yes, Tiffany, uh, we we bow down and I don't pray to you. It, you know, I, it's something that's really really it was really easy, but the fact that I understand it, I feel like I'm more helpful to this whole process now because you I, were always I know helpful. But I know something now. Like, voice. I know how to yeah. do it. She's also able to edit episodes. I'm the least yeah. helpful. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What do you do here? Yeah. We talk a lot. I pray to Paimon. <laughs> I get that reference. I get that reference because I read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. 
I is smart. But yeah, so this is really cool. So we're back on iTunes. We're on Google Play now as well. Yep, as so, of this afternoon. Yep. So um, go check us out there. Like that would as be of, great. As of July, or June 29th, 2018. I, I totally understand like the concept of like it's so much easier when something just shows up to you as opposed mm-hmm. to having to go to and find like it. find it. And like the whole concept of like social media connections and, and like putting your product out there yeah. is something that like – I understand on like a surface level, but mm-hmm. I don't think about those things a lot when I'm just like, well, what do you mean no one's going to listen to my podcast that I put out? Everybody should listen to my well, podcast. Well, the other thing too I learned is like there are over 500,000 podcasts that yeah. exist. And anybody, just like YouTube, anybody can, if they pay for it, or I know there are some places where you can do it for free, you can host a podcast mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. nothing or for minimal money and submit it to iTunes and it's on there. And no one can tell you you can't do it. Like, it's just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's there. It exists. And there's hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. It's kind of a, like I didn't realize the scope of it. Oh, yeah. But Why do you think no one listens to our podcast? <laughs> I know, but it's, but it's <laughs> we cool. Have, we have 42, 43 people who likes, like us on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because likes doesn't mean listeners. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We have roughly, I think that. Each episode gets about 20 listens. Mm, that's not bad. That sounds fine. 19 of them are me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. One I, of them's definitely me. <laughs> I check the Podbean stuff. Well, this is, yeah. So yeah. I, I check the Podbean that's analytics. Cool. I just like, I press I kn- play and walk away every day. And then every, I do it every day. <laughs> no, you don't. Because I can, I, I can see that. Oh, on, on each episode I'm talking about. Oh. Like, I, like I just do it yeah. 20 times and then more, like move on to the next episode. Uh, so you only when an episode comes out. Yeah. You do it. yeah. yeah. But it's cool. It's cool just to kind of see how all that stuff works and how it's basically like, yeah, just learning about the process. Like if you're, if you're doing this for more than a hobby, like it's really difficult. Dude, this is really difficult. This is my job. You know that, right? But it's like, it's really, really do anything to help, (laughs) (laughs) but it's really, it's, (laughs) it's become like YouTube where it's like insanely difficult to go viral, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you're doing a podcast now or you're putting out a YouTube channel, you are just lost in the ether. Yeah. And not to shoot our own horn, but like, not that. And there's nothing wrong with being lost in the ether. Yeah. But, but we sound good. Yeah, yeah. Compared yeah. to a lot of other ones. I feel like I sometimes so. our audio is a little low, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, we've put money into the equipment that we have and whatnot. Well, that's what's really cool about. I like how this has got, this has been meta. It's a podcast about podcasting. That's fine. But it's really cool that like the stuff isn't expensive and, or there's actually a lot of apps and stuff on your, you can download and record and edit things on your phone. Mm-hmm. So it's super, super, super accessible to a like lot anybody. of people. Yeah. Yeah. Which is neat. It was just cool to learn about it on a broader scope other than I do a podcast. Oh, and then at the end, we had to do like, they asked people to like pitch their ideas and stuff. So I stood up and I was like, I'm doing a podcast in my living room with my friends and my husband and it's called No Refunds. And our tagline is listen at your own risk. And it's about pop culture and nerdy stuff. And yeah. And yeah. nobody else said anything. And oh, I was yeah. like, she all said, right, she said it was fuck cricket. you guys. Cricket. She was like, cr- the response was just blank stares and crickets. Yeah. But it, other people stood up and said their ideas and it was the same. Yeah. I always hate when I go to a class because I like to, I used to be one of those people that wouldn't talk, but I like to ask questions and like be involved. Mm. And like, it pisses me off when people go to a class that they've paid money for. I paid 12 bucks to go to this class. Woohoo. And Bless people, movie ticket. but, and people <clears throat> just sit there. It's like, 
You paid money to be here. Yeah, why don't you try to engage and learn? Engage in it. And then you always have those stupid people who are like, well, I would like my podcast to be about blah, 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 blah. And then other people the are like, it's just a weird. <laughs> it's weird. You always have every class I think I've gone to. You always have that, that, that same mix of people. Like that one person who's like has to like raise Damn. their hand for everything. And that one person who has like, the I don't one know. Person who, who's sure his podcast is different and is going to make exact, him a million dollars. Exactly. And- like, cause like one of the people that stood up was like, Oh, I work in real estate or something. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I know somebody that is a, a TV show. So it's like your idea has been done before kind of thing. Well, that's one of the things that like, I know I've talked about this, like as the philosophy behind this podcast mm-hmm. in general is like, everything that has been done a billion times but it doesn't have your own unique voice yeah, and that's, that's what makes important. us special and that's what makes podcasts I think that's what in makes general special everybody's podcast special it's your own unique take on yeah. whatever yeah. you like and, and we've talked about it a billion times if we weren't having fun we wouldn't still be doing it oh like, seriously <laughs> <laughs> well, i was literally thinking about that today bye guys. <laughs> like the moment this that no this refunds. moment that something stops becoming fun I check out. Yeah. And it's happened. That's why you've been sitting on the couch for half this episode. <laughs> well, because you know what? I know my own limits. It's like, I can't sit here and listen to you guys talking about E3. I'm like, you know, I'm going to step away for five minutes and just chill out. We talked about E3 for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> did I just like totally just. You did. Like, you, you lost you took like a, coma. a year of your Zoned life. Zoned out. Um, and I cut it out of the podcast. Cool. We actually talked about it for an entire year. Whoa. We talked about two years worth of E3. Whoa. Smash Brothers lo- is great, the lost, um, <laughs> the lost episode. Is that, ever cool. gonna, is that, that still ev- exists. Is that ever going to come out? Maybe. Someday. Like <laughs> Maybe next E3. When we're old and gray. It'll come out when um, No Man's Sky has an update next month, I think. Because yeah. we think we talk about how excited we are for No Man's Sky yeah. on it. Oh, nice. So that, that's when I'll release it. Yeah, man. We, I can't wait to funny. listen to that episode. It's weird. Um, We recorded that at the old house. Yes, we did. I think it was the last episode oh. before we left the old house. I know what else I want to talk about. Yeah? What? This is really stupid. Sorry, what I'm do you jumping. Want to talk about? Uh, is anybody else playing Pokemon Go? No, I've been playing Pokemon Go since I. Started. Well, Alex, you can sit out. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, um, yeah, I've been playing since November of like 2016, I think. July of 2016, but they just finally released the coolest update, aka you can be friends with people, which is really sweet, which is super cool, and. I didn't realize how many people were still playing. I mean, it's not like it's like under 20 people, but there's still I have 17 friends. I got 13. But it, but people are still playing. Yeah, it's pretty like cool, every day. Actually. And it's cool because I mean, I've been playing kind of off and on for two years and pretty casually. But in the last like two weeks, I kind of got really into it because they introduced some cool things with like research tasks and stuff yep. in the last, what, six months, maybe? Uh, Less yeah, that. that was around that time. Yeah. Um, and and with the the friendship thing, you can send each other gifts, and so yes, it's so easy to like get like really cool items. And, and my bag cool. is full. I yeah. like it's it's crazy. So it's kind of it's something that sh- I think should have come out way earlier. And I don't know what took them so long to, to develop it or to whatever they were doing. Well, speaking of No Man's Sky, this is something that when they originally had the first um, yeah. Pokemon Go release trailer mm-hmm. in it. They showed people battling together. They showed people trading together. Battling together didn't come out for it's like not a out. year. Battling still doesn't Well, like happen. in a raid and stuff. Yeah, raids, but that's not what 
they showed they showed two people saw each other locked eyes oh and, and battled Pokemon against battle. each other yeah that still isn't in the game but, but they, they even just... showed but they even in the first trailer they alluded to the idea of a raid yeah, and a bunch the, of people and that didn't Mewtwo, and took... that didn't come out for raiding didn't come out for over a year it didn't come out until they updated the gyms yeah like, yeah which so was like yeah it was like a year ago you're yeah. right so yeah but with like the, the trading is finally in we still haven't traded we need we to try traded. and see we what should that probably does do that. but it's uh I don't know. Pokemon goes fun. Spent and, all of the last two weeks trying to catch a goddamn ditto. Yep. And uh, finish up your ghost Pokemon. And ghost Pokemon. But the freaking ditto. Yeah, that, was, just, that was pissing me off. Yeah. I was catching every Pokemon, every single thing. I was reading articles about, like, you know, like spawn rates and things. I was like, I'm. I am into this. No, but that, see, that means that you were, were enjoying it enough to go and do outside research, which mm-hmm. is like, if that's not indicative of how much you're either enjoying the game or how good the game is, then I don't know what is. It was just frustrating. <laughs> because Dwight's like, I'm already done. And I'm like, huh? Well, I've been playing consistently since the update Well, you also, out. when you started playing, you got the benefit of having it already have been out for six months. So yep. you had like a bunch of events and things. I played it from like, when it started mm-hmm. and it was super, super unbalanced yeah. and it was super difficult to get in the gyms and it was super hard to get coins and it was super, took so long to level up. Mm-hmm. And now with the updates with the gyms and it's oh, super, you fly through levels. super, super easy. Um, they've added research tasks and you, when you go to a Pokestop, you can get different things and get bonuses for doing different things. Um, I feel like you get more XP for stuff. Yeah. Cause I just leveled up like, a week and a half ago and I'm already like close to halfway and it just makes it more fun when you're seeing that progress. When you, when it takes you 500,000 experience to level up and you're getting like two experience points every mm-hmm. time you catch a Pokemon, I know that's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know but it's mean. like, what is the point? It's going to, it took me months and months and months to, to get mm-hmm. to a new level. And it's like, now you have all these other opportunities, you know, to, to participate and we have raids and we have i mean and we're we're we live there's like so many pokestops around it so it's awesome yeah like i'll go on a run and like hit like six <laughs> and like last weekend we just went down to main street and just like walked up and down yeah. we did like a, a yeah. double loop and by the time i was done my bag was full yeah so but i know exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. with like the the feelings that you've hit a road stop with progression it's exactly yeah. what i was just talking about with i was star wars i know you weren't but i'm just saying <laughs> Like the parallels are identical. So I evolved a Magikarp into a Gyarados today, and I feel like it's I'm that Gyarados's mom. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been marinating that that Magikarp for forever. And you finally got and it. And I finally got it. Well, because I was holding off on it because it was one of Dwight warned thing. me that like I was gonna get to a point that one of my things to move on would be, and the research tasks would be to evolve. Uh, Magikarp, and I'm Which like, well, 400 candy. Yeah, 400. I had evolved candies. one like three weeks before I got unlocked <laughs> that, so I had to get another 400 candies. Yeah. So I luckily was, I there was, I was an event going on. I think I was at like 300, but whatever. I've been sitting on that for like a couple weeks. Yeah. And finally got to do it today, and it was magical. And I caught a ghost Pokemon, and that was my. I caught a Shuppet. Yep. And that and was the one that pushed I, you over the edge. Oh my god, magical, magical moment today, <sighs> this morning. Good stuff. Yay! I love that game. Is that what it feels like to talk? It is. And have Alex not talk? Well, speak- Alex doesn't play Pokemon. Speaking of Alex, Alex, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Any more movies? Any more movies? I saw some movies. Yeah, I think that we're ready to wind down. All right, I'm going to talk so, about so, all the movies. So that go I saw. go nuts with the okay. movies. Talk don't, about don't, them. Don't don't limit yourself, but just know that. 
I will not limit myself, but I'm not going to dilly-dally. But you here. only have like 30 seconds to talk about all of the movies that you've seen. Go. No, no. How about 30 seconds about each one? Go. Go. Okay. So I saw The Incredibles 2, no, which don't, I don't actually... Which I Four. actually really liked. Five, I thought okay. it. I, I thought it was really good. Uh, the Incredibles is my favorite Pixar movie, so I was actually really excited about The Incredibles too. I know some people were less than thrilled about the idea that it picked up exactly where the other one left off. Nailed it. Um, and I know some people had issues with it retreading similar ground to the first one, but I felt like. Overall, it was a really good movie. It was really fun to see them get to use their abilities in unique ways um, and get to see other heroes. They, they introduced other supers in this movie and getting to see their abilities was really cool. Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I have yet to see a Brad Bird movie I didn't like. I honestly am one of the few people that liked Tomorrowland. Um, I feel like the worst thing about Tomorrowland is the ending. Hugh Laurie gives a, a classic a superhero, a supervillain speech that really drags the movie down for me. But other than that, I actually liked Tomorrowland. I think Brad Bird's a great director. I liked the movie. I saw Tag, which yeah, I... I'm curious about this. Okay, so the trailer for this made me think, this is going to be a super dumb, yep. super bad yep. comedy yep. that I'm going to like immediately forget about. And it was... Nothing like that. It it was, yes, it was dumb to a certain degree, but it was really funny. I was laughing my ass off the whole movie. The cast was phenomenal. I think Jake Johnson and Hannibal Burris were they're awesome. Were, I love were, the, Jake Johnson is um Nick from New Girl. From, Girl. Nick yeah, from okay. the New Girl. I love um, him. But the two of them really sold the movie for me, or like stole the movie for me. John Hamm was hilarious. Uh, Isla Fisher. Ed Helms, everyone in the movie was great. Um, Jeremy Renner's CGI arms were <laughs> unnoticeable for me. Uh, and I was looking for them. Uh, I thought it was a really funny movie, really solid comedy. One of those movies that I'll like catch on cable, like cable like that, and yeah. watch it because I'll just be like, yeah, I haven't watched this movie in a while and it's funny. Um, so I actually really enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much, because I watched incredibles and tag in a, as, a, as a double feature nice. in the theaters and when i walked out of tag it was the second movie jen turned to me and goes which one did you enjoy more and i was like i enjoyed tag more i think incredibles is a better movie but i enjoyed tag so much i was That's laughing cool. my ass off the whole movie it was it was really good um and double features are fun. We need to do more double features. Jen and i we try to do double features every week uh especially during the summer when mm. There are just so many movies yeah. constantly coming out. Next week, we're seeing The First Purge and Ant-Man and the Wasp back-to-back. That'll be a very interesting double feature. Yeah. So, um, have you seen any of the Purge movies? I have. I've seen all three of them. Oh, I haven't seen any of them. Um, what else did I see? I uh, can't sit there two movies back-to-back. I saw Hereditary, which we talked about. I saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which um, I'm pretty sure I talked about on this podcast before how little I was excited about that movie yes. and how much I hate the first Jurassic World. Yes. Um, so before I saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I rewatched Jurassic World. Still a terrible movie. <laughs> um, I stand by my statement that it is one of the worst scripts ever written. Um, I think it is atrociously bad and I hate it with all my heart. Fair. Um, Jurassic World 2 was way better than the first one. Oh, that's good. I thought 
Um, they used a lot more practical effects, which made me Ooh. insanely happy because they, there was like one practical effect in the first movie. This one, they used a lot. They, they blended practical and CGI a lot better in this one. That's good. Um, so that made me really happy. Um, and it was unnoticeable in characters' performances too because you can tell when they're interacting with something that's real, yes. their performance is a lot different. Um, so the performances seemed a lot less wooden than they than I felt they were in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And they stopped trying to give Chris Pratt big dumb action hero lines Yay. and let him be funny. Good. So so most of his moments in the movie are comedy and like tongue in cheek comedy yeah. where he's just making fun of other people or like fucking with other people. <laughs> it it's very it felt way more natural for him. It almost felt more Peter Quill than big dumb action hero. Oh good. So it fit a little better. I I thought it was a decent movie. Jurassic I, World One came out before full or just after guardians, just after right? guardians. so like guardians wasn't around so they didn't yeah. see him in yeah. that before so, they maybe altered him for this um one. so it, it seems like the script was a lot better this time around um the acting was a little better overall i just thought it was a cool. better movie um Glad to hear that i really hated the first one and i thought this one was pretty serviceable nice. I, I don't think it was great but i thought it was pretty serviceable it was um, a dump. It wasn't a dumpster fire. It was just a dumpster. A little trash fire. It was like little, a, du- a dustbin fire. Yeah. Um. Two other movies. Take your uh, time. Three other movies. I don't know if I want to talk about the other one because I've already talked to you about it. Um. The next one I saw was "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Yeah, I want to oh, hear about this. Which is God. the documentary Please about Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Um. It. it was excellent. Yeah. It was really, really heartfelt and Mm. very emotional Mm -hmm. um as someone who grew up watching mr rogers as i feel like every person in the world did if it was Um, on the air people grew up watching it um as someone who grew up watching it it made me feel all kinds of things um my review of it on letterboxd just said i have so many feelings (laughs) um it was really sweet and like really really interesting it was really interesting to Like, hear him just talk about what he was doing and why he was doing it. Like, all the interviews that they showed with him and with his sons and his wife and, like, all of his friends, like, other people that were on the show with him. It was really interesting to learn more about, like, the man behind Mr. Rogers because he was literally just the same person. (laughs) That's awesome. Like, what he was on screen was what he was, was like, in real life. It was really, really great to see. It was really fun. Um, I had a lot of fun. The only issue I had, not with the movie, with the people sitting next to me, is these were, they were these sweet old ladies. Like, I felt really bad being mad at them. You're like, shut up. They had a reaction to literally every single scene in this movie. So it was was either audible, aww, out loud every, like, five to ten minutes, or, oh, my God. Like, they they can't do that. Oh, people people are so bad. Like, they had audible reactions to every single thing that happened in the movie. And, yes, I understand. It's a sweet movie. It's, (laughs) like, incredibly emotional. But that bothered me. Like in a theater it, setting, it, yeah. it really like distracted me every time they did it. So I love the movie. I think it's great. I think everyone should see I'm it. I'm gonna cry when I see Mr. it. Mr. Rogers is amazing. Yeah. Um 
I never realized. I always assumed that he was off the air when I was a kid, and uh, I was, was just yeah, watching he reruns. It. He was on until like 2001. He was on until 2000, that's, and then that's nuts. and then they brought him in to do um, like PSAs about. Uh, 9/11. 9-11. Oh my god! And he, apparently, he had a lot of trouble doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm not shocked. Uh, but like one of the first episodes he did was uh, after JFK got yep. killed. Like he yeah. did like one on like really? what's assassination. Yeah. Like uh, that that clip has been like floating around. He started in 1968, wow. and it wasn't JFK. Wow. It was RFK. Oh RFK. So I knew right after Bob, right after Bobby Kennedy was shot, he did an episode about assassination. Yeah. Wow. And like one of the cool things about watching the movie was. I never realized how adult his content mm-hmm. was. He didn't sugarcoat it until now. Yeah. Like now, thinking back, I'm like, I just always like you. You watch uh, King Friday and all yep. these yeah, all these yeah, people, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is make believe land. And I'm just like, no, wait. They're talking like, about like arms races about, and stuff like that. They're talking about real yeah. shit. And I remember him talking about like divorce and stuff yep. like that. And I was young, and I, I remember him being like, "Sometimes mommies and daddies yeah. don't love each other anymore." And blah blah. blah. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" And like the 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 racism where he yeah. had his the, yeah with Mister McFeely, I think his name was the, no uh, the, no. It was the mailman. The mailman, Francois was... Clemens, Clemens, Officer Clemens. Officer Clemens yeah. sounds correct. Or Francois, I think, those. was his first name. So they like wash their they wash their feet, feet together. together. But yeah. it's like a big deal. That was uh, all about like um not sharing public swimming pools yep um apparently uh officer clemens was gay openly gay and oh. and mr rogers told him he can't be openly gay on the show that's be- like the because, biggest issue they found yep, with rogers yep. right which is like because huh. i he, mean that sucks but it was but also, also thinking about the time yeah. and, i know it's like i hate to say a son, you know it's the times but i mean that was he was also a, he was also a pastor beforehand yep. so it's it's a really interesting huh. i i before I saw the movie, I went and saw it with my friend Bonnie. Before I saw the movie, I was talking to Bonnie's her about been on the podcast. Before. I know Bonnie. I was, I was talking to her about how I've never seen a documentary I didn't like because I find the medium just so interesting mm-hmm. because it's it's about learning and yeah. It, yeah. I feel and, like you don't see a documentary well, that you're not interested exactly. in the subject at least. I don't go out of my way to see documentaries that I'm not interested in, but like mm-hmm. I was already expecting to love it and I loved it. It was yeah. great. It was really really good. <sighs> Mr. Rogers is one of those weird guys, just a weird cultural thing where it's like you watch it until you're like three. And then as far as I know, you just never watch it again. But it's always this thing that's like stuck with people. And if you say it to someone immediately, Mr. Rogers is another one like that. Sesame Street is like, whoa. Yeah. That I grew up on. So I highly suggest you guys see it. I want to see it. I want to take my mom to see it. Uh, I want to take my best friend to see it. Who was that? Uh, Bonnie. I took Bonnie. I took Bonnie already. (laughs) I like how you were like, I took my friend Bonnie. Like, we don't know who Bonnie is. Well, I don't know. I don't know if everyone on the podcast remembers who Bonnie is. She was on one episode in the background. I know it's, you got to give people the benefit of this. She was on two. Friend of the show, Bonnie. Yeah, friend of the show. So the next movie I saw, well, I saw last night was Ocean's 8. Oh, yeah. That's my movie. Which um, was good. (laughs) <laughs> it I, was a movie. It looked good. I don't have really yeah. strong opinions about it. It was very serviceable. It felt like an oceans movie, which was nice. They did like that's important. They did very similar transitions mm-hmm. that they they uh, do in the oceans movies mm-hmm. with like like unique transitions. They did a lot of the zoom <laughs> and pan shots that the ocean movies are known for, where Ooh. like they slowly zoom out and pan while they're doing it. It it's a very it's a move. It's a thing that i associate with oceans movies so when i saw it in the movie i'm like like, oh yeah it feels like Like, that feels that's cool um my issue with it was that it 
it dealt too much with the last three movies. Like they talked about Danny Ocean way too much. They had Elliot Gould come back um, for no reason. And they had the little Asian guy come back for no reason. Like, hmm. I wish they hadn't done those things. Yeah, I feel like with this whole movie and like the whole idea of it being an all-woman cast and like trying to specifically separate itself, yeah. a passing reference here and there, that's fine. But if, like, make it your own thing. Yep. Like, own that. Like, yeah. go, go nuts with it. Like, I enjoyed the rest of the movie. I just wish they hadn't kept reminding me that there were other movies. Because I did, it didn't feel necessary. Yeah, like that's awesome. I I, I liked everything else on its own. I I feel like all that showed me was that the studio didn't have faith in this movie to hold its own water, and they were like, "Well, if we connect it to the other ones, then people are definitely going to see it." Um, well, so. I know we like we're talking at dinner off off podcast. How we talked like, off podcast? We did. Oh. Never. We did, but how. There is some backlash from the all female cast type the stuff, same which thing there always is. Ghostbusters, yeah, but it's it's, Wah. and I think even just talking about like the references to the old movies, it's like let this movie like be its own thing, yep. and let you know before you say, oh, women can't, oh, like, can't hold a movie, like let them do it, just let them do it, the, yeah, let them do it without any help from other, you know, the movie's called Ocean's Eight, like. We get the reference. We know. The thing with that is, like, you had three other movies that are an all-male-centric cast. You have your movies. Who cares if this one's not for you? Whatever. It makes no sense. Well, I'm just saying also from, like, a a production standpoint, like, the movie's called Ocean's 8. Do you really need to refer to the other three movies? No, because the movie's called Ocean's 8. We know what the genre is. We know what type of story it's going to be. We don't need that. It's just let it be its own. I'm like... Thing. All they needed to do was, like, in the opening scene, Sandra Bullock's character is getting out of prison, and they're like, well, you're, like, your entire family is criminals. Like, your brother's been arrested for this. Your father's been arrested. Like, how, how can we be sure that if we let you out that you won't go back into a life of, like... Crime? Crime. And I, I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's all you we need to it. do. That's, oh, that's she it. must be a sister. And I was really yeah, hoping... I was really hoping that that's where the references would end, but, like, I had to see pictures of George Clooney in the background in her, like her apartment, and and I'm just like Jesus Christ. That's like, at least semi subtle. Eh, it wasn't that subtle because eh. it was like, <laughs> um, Alex just like shook his hand in front of his. It face. Almost yeah, seems kind of just pandering in a, like yeah. a weird way, like a little bit. I don't know, but yeah, it was it was a fine movie. I I'm glad I saw it. Nice. Um, I'm not gonna talk about the last movie. What was well, it? you just said Two, that. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh, oh the, but, well, you, that was you, a while ago. But you saw did a really you go cool to version the, of it. The thing that they did, where they did like the film print, and then they something. So I saw a 70 millimeter. Yeah. Uh, restoration. Restoration. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Of 2001, A Space Odyssey in um, Boston, and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I'm not gonna go into details, but it was like even for people that don't like the movie, I think it would have been an experience because nothing's that big. anymore. It's just, it's so gorgeous. Um, the sound on it was like blowing me out of my seat. It was really, really, really phenomenal. Um, it was such a great experience to have in a theater. I've never seen it. Um, it's, it's a very existential movie. So I understand why a lot of people don't like it because the first 
third, uh, the first and the third portion of the movie. I don't want to say third of the movie because I feel like the middle bit is the longest part. Mm-hmm. Um, the first and the, the space station portion. Yeah, right? the yeah. part with Hal, the part that everyone knows about. Oh yeah. Um, the first and the third portion. The first portion is about the dawn of man. The monkeys, right? With, with the with monkeys, the and the uh, third portion is about the, the baby, the rebirth of the star child. Uh it's very existential. Okay. It's very much about about life and being and it's really okay. really philosophical. Okay. Um so I understand why people don't like it because it's a lot of uh visual imagery instead of story. I feel like I would like um, that now as an adult. It's, it's a lot I of haven't seen it It's yet. very psychedelic at yeah. times. Yeah. It's a like the score is really really great. There's a lot to like about it. I understand why people <laughs> don't like it, but I was so glad I saw it in theaters. It was really, really great. Nice. I I, I loved it. it. It was awesome. Is it one of your favorite movies of all time? <sighs> Spoilers. That's a segue. No. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite. I, I would say it is one of the most influential sci-fi films of all time, mm-hmm. and... I love it for what it did for the genre, but I don't think it's my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, we should do something about our favorite movies. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> what should we do, Dwight? So we're about wrapping up here, I think. We are? Uh, yeah, we've been going, we? going for over two hours. Yeah, I think we should go for two more hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> our next episode is going to be a long one. So, um, we've... We're going to have another episode? Nope. I thought this we were done. Last I thought you said Wait, you weren't having it? fun. We're on iTunes. We're all done. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. No. Um. So I've been wanting to do for our quote unquote anniversary episodes, like the, the even episodes. Um. By even, I mean tens. It was supposed yes. to be twenty fifth. Yeah. We were gonna do the twenty fifth, but but that felt po- like a quarter quell, and that's just copying. Exactly. That's ripping. And ripping then we do movie drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so um. I thought it would be fun if we did, on every 10th episode, did some form of a top 10 list. We're going to do special episodes. Yes. We're, we're going to do okay. some sort of special episode every 10th episode in some form or another. Uh, and so this, for this first one, I was thinking we could do just our, just to kind of get to know you. Like, it's like a deep dive into each of our just thoughts and, and what, mm-hmm. because one of the things that I have heard and agree with, um, Video Game Donkey actually said it at one point, is everything that a critic says is a reflection of that person. And when you go to a person for Mm -hmm. an opinion or whatnot, you're taking everything else that they've ever said into account. And so I think if we put forth our favorite movies, Uh, it kind of gives a a good idea of who we are as people. So I want to do our top 10 favorite movies of all time. Um, That's what our next episode is going to be about. Emphasis on favorite. Favorite, not best, not what we think are the epitome of filmmaking, not what we think are um, perfect films. Well, maybe they're perfect, but they're perfect for us. Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking like, this is a reflection of who I am. I'm like, what are people going to think about me when they see my list? They're going to think that you're awesome. So like, these are the movies that mean something to us. They're movies that we love and we're going to talk about them next week. Yes. So well, next episode, next, next, episode. Episode. Well, episodes. next episodes. <laughs> it, 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 this might be a long one. It, it might get this one might explode. Yeah. So we'll, we depending on it. how long it is, we might cut it up. But yeah. yeah, we'll figure that out when we get there. So be aware of that. Um, but yeah, is there anything else anyone else wants to say on this episode? Um, no. 
I'm really tired. Okay. So thank you all for listening. This has been yet another fun, awesome episode of No Refunds. Um, check us out on iTunes. Like us. Give us a star and a rating and all that <laughs> other. Give us a review. Shit. Review. What does that yeah. Even mean? Yeah. If you review know. us on iTunes, we'll read it here. And yeah. We'll read whatever you write. We'll oh, yeah. quarter quell and rip off other people too. <laughs> um, that's yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have an email, uh, norefundspodcast at gmail.com. Which you can I send now us... know the password to after trying to hack into it all afternoon. I forgot. I had to type it in to remind <laughs> Tiffany of it. Um, and we'd like to thank the High Proportions for their song, uh, Time Trials. Uh, they are awesome. Tiffany gave them a really cool shout out on Facebook yeah. uh, yesterday or they're, the other day. They're super cool. Uh, they're super awesome. Uh, and Tiffany's actually writing another article for the, the website. Oh my so God, look for that on. soon. Yeah, no pressure. pressure. No pressure. No pressure. I've no. reached, like, I got two paragraphs in and I've hit writer's block. So. I love it so far. So. Um, you know what you should do yeah. if you have writer's block? Go to like a hotel in isolated place where mm-hmm. it snows a lot and just right there. That'll help. We, we're it? talking about Kubrick movies here. Is yeah. Is that a reference to something? No. The Shinning. Uh, the Simpsons uh, episode. So yeah, that's been another episode of No Refunds. Thank you all for listening. Did I miss anything? Bye. 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 <laughs> Was that a question? Bye. I sounded like I was underwater. And I'm sounding like that again. I don't know if it's... Can you try a different channel? No, that wasn't it. It just sounds weird. I sounded clear last time, but this time I don't. Were you using a different mic? Um, No, we're all on black mics. Last time I was on... I don't know if it's the wire. Were you using a different voice? Huh. Uh... What would you like me to say? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, pizza, spaghetti. I like cheeseburgers. I also sound perfect because I am a golden god. I have not even begun to peak yet. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just your voice. Maybe it's just my shitty... Yeah, it's just my shitty voice. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. It's just my shitty fucking Dwight voice. Sounds terrible. It sounds so bad. It sounds... Yeah, I just okay. I guess it's just my stupid wow. voice that sounds dumb because I sounded exactly Alex sounded crystal clear, perfect, and then I went over to his microphone and I sounded like a piece of shit.